Today, we're talking about the AFC, the Cleveland Browns preseason, and a mystery segment. All that and more on The Foursome, starting now. Cleveland! This is for you! Talking about ball. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking About Balls. I am Justin George, joined as always by Tim Buktu, who is live in studio, and Kyle is home on the mend. He has dysentery. He has had <laughs> diarrhea for days. Um, was that? Are we caught up? Can you hear me like pretty much straight away? That sounds pretty much on time right now. No shit. All right, Kyle is on time. A minute ago, uh, pre-show, we were talking, and there was a good six, seven second delay. We sounded like the Manning cast. Uh, Kyle is home. He is in his basement, as you can see there. Um, I am. A little under the weather, doing the best thing, the smart thing, staying home, staying healthy, keeping us healthy. Uh, we have a wedding. We got big week. events this weekend. Yeah, we got to stay safe. I'm in the wedding. I'm a groomsman, so I kind of really need to like make sure I stay healthy. So I thought it was for the best if Kyle just, you know, bunkered home, saves himself the gas. Not a big deal at all. We can do this shit from anywhere. You guys know how we are. We are true professionals. Damn, the Rain, wife out there throw me we, the bus. No, the only thing that holds the show back is the fucking internet. And so far, knock on wood, it's been okay. But if it starts to go, you're going to hear a wrath because I'm getting fed up with it, if I'm being honest. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm not even that mad today. I'm in, I'm, in, I'm in a pretty good mood. However, the internet starts acting up. That's when I fucking lose my cool. And we don't want that. We want a calm, peaceful Justin today. And without further ado, we're here talking about balls. Um, yeah, Jess, I don't blame you. Lock him up down there. She actually could. The lock is in the outside of the door. She could do it. Don't give her ideas. <laughs> I mean, I'm all for it. Makes for a good, good content for the show. If you just see her breaking down the door like Jack Nicholson in The Shining right now. Here's Johnny. She broke down one door in this house. That's what I'm saying. It's kind of her thing in your house, so I feel like it would be really cool. <laughs> if she just did it again live on the air, it would be really great. Um... Uh, yeah, so let's get right into it. Uh, we've been off for two weeks. A lot has happened in our lives, not just in the world of sports. So we're going to start with that. So let's start off with my man, Tim. Tim's over there holding it down on the board. Tim, how were your last couple of weeks, bud? The last couple of weeks have actually been okay. Um, I had a bunch of shows. Uh, shout out to that. Um, Hell yeah. Shout out to yourself. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, Monday, I headlined a show up at uh, Saucy. Uh, Saucy. Oh, how'd that go? It was great. It went phenomenal. Um, I it it went better than I definitely thought. Wasn't there a theme of like complaining or something like that? It was agitated and agitated. August. That's it. Yeah. And I'm not so much the one to be agitated. You're a happy dude. At least. <laughs> let me reiterate. Around us, we we're obviously usually in pretty good moods, and we we like to have a good time. So I've never actually seen Tim that upset. At least with us, like around us, because we're always having a good time. So I'm sure Tim's gotten plenty upset in his day. Um, but with us, he's always been very happy and and very just positive. I generally I kind of wish I was there for a Tim hug right now. It'd be nice. Yeah, I we mean, could do somehow. He could like digitally splice <laughs> your guys's two heads to do like a Tim hug, <laughs> like a scissor thing. It'd, It'd be, be kind of cool, kind of tough. I'm be honest. Yeah, I mean, hey, we'll <laughs> work on it. We're two big guys trying to scissor. That sounds like a bad night. We might get stuck. <laughs> that way. Sounds like a guillotine. But um. <laughs> Uh, it's been uh, it's been pretty good that day um, when it was agitated in August, and 
I kind of went into a, a mini rant, but it wasn't even really that. And I even said, you know, it's hard for me to really be agitated because right. Because, you know, I, I try to stay calm because, you know, I'm at the size where I could have a heart attack at any time. Damn right. So I was, I was like, I, just, I try to be not upset. But I talked about hey. how the Brady Bridge having a one mile express lane was dumb. Yeah. <laughs> what a waste. Like it, at that speed, you you have like less than a minute to like to get some express. Like, is that really right. helping you? <laughs> right. Really? I just said that was dumb. I don't know um, if you guys said, are trying to do it on purpose, but you're totally pulling off the Steel City Renegades. Looking the opposite direction right now, which is yeah, amazing. I love it. So I'm trying to fix it actually right I'm now. I'm on, I'm on this camera to the left here. I'm not in the middle. I mean, I tell you what, Tim, if you could, this is let's an do right now. If you want to do the center cam, this way I can also yeah. look at the TV and then I see you want to float Kyle or yourself like above the mic. Like I, I have his setup. I can't float him. Oh, you can't. Oh, okay. Then if you want to float yourself over Kyle's spot, that would be cool. Yeah, I'm cool with go. that. So just that. do the center camera because it's easier for me too to see the monitor. It feels weird talking to Kyle, but I can't look at him. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could do that. I feel like that'll work. No, I, just, we I thought we were just—I thought we were just doing it on purpose, but no, it's fine. It looks good. I, I could do this. That's beautiful. Hey. Yeah, for a minute we were doing the Steel City special, as they call it. I was looking at it. I was when everything's backwards. Uh, yeah, which I watched Perfect, on Sunday. Perfectly lined Perfect. up with the microphone too. Look at that perfection right there. Yeah, that's how man. good we are here. So we were, <laughs> Kyle and I went together to our friend's bachelor party weekend. And he was driving us home Sunday morning, and I put on Steel City for a little bit. Um, a, I don't know if it's because they use so many fucking graphics. Like, they use so much in their production. And more power to them, but it really fucks with the internet. Like, they sound like robots for most of the episode. Like, it was kind of hard. Um, takes me back to last year. I remember we started running into the internet issues about a year ago. And during their show especially is when it would get really bad. And we were watching it, and I looked, and I'm thinking, like, okay, new season of Steel City. It's going to be a whole new look. And now it was all fucking backwards, and it was pretty funny to see how, like, you got Chipper and Dave looking this way and Lee's looking that way, even though in the actual <laughs> studio, they you could just look left and look right at him. So right. everything was fucking backwards. I loved it. Um, I'm not sure if it was done on purpose, but, I mean, they got worse as the, as the episode went on. Yeah. The funny, I mean, that's what's funny about it all is when when they do it, it's every week. When we did it, we fixed it in 30 seconds. Yeah, you know, and we, we look and we're like, all right, let's just try this way. And this looks so much better. And boom, we're done. 100%. Tim is the best. Again, I don't want to toot my own horn because he's our producer. I don't want to, you know, overly brag, but Tim's the best producer. I love working with Tim. I wouldn't have it any other way. I enjoy working with you guys as well. I didn't we even know another producer existed on the station. That's weird. Uh, I've only known Tim. None to my knowledge. So again, you know, I don't want to make it sound like he's he's a one of one. If you collect sports cards, we have a one of one. He is the best he producer. He is the only producer at Steel City. So he's the best of everything, the best of both worlds. Um, but I'm sorry I interrupted. How how, how else was the rest of your week? Um, so Saturday I actually did a show at the Bob Stop um for the Six City uh comedy festival. Oh, nice. Um, that was amazing. I met uh, some great comedians there. This one guy, I forgot his name. His name was like it's very unique. Okay. Um, but his comedy style was also very unique. Okay. Um, it was just it just felt very like um inviting. Like it felt like he was like the life of the party wherever he goes, like type okay. of comedy. Um I met this woman with a voice that was like definitely like she needs to be doing voice voiceovers, like she was hilarious. Um <clears throat> so that was good. Uh Friday night. Did the karaoke thing? Uh, you yep. Know, oh yeah, you're still Friday. doing that at Lucy's, right? Every yeah, Friday. Every Friday. Um, and that is that's been picking up. 
people are loving me. Hell yeah. So they're coming in and they, you know. Do you have a signature thing. song you're doing? Uh, I have, I don't have a signature song. Um, I mean, I have to do. Uh, like a nice chocolate, salty balls. Yeah. Right. Because uh, Michelle and Chuck, like, we love that song. Okay. Every time That's you fair. Go, we love it. You have to do it. Like, literally, every time I go there, they make me do it. Okay. So it's um, kind of not becoming your favorite anymore. It's been kind of not my favorite. Yeah. I could, I could <laughs> see that. It takes the fun out of it when you're kind of forced to do it. But Hello, Tara. Cool. Tara, are you on our YouTube? Hopefully. Yeah, we got she, some. She's on YouTube. Hell yeah. Let's do it, guys. Again, uh, I forgot to mention it. We are live for the first time ever on Talking About Balls uh, Facebook or uh, YouTube page. So check us out and enjoy. I mean, we're doing this live right now. To, I'm going to I'm gonna tune into mine right now and see what it's like. And look at that. There we are. We have people watching. It's beautiful. Look at that. We are officially on YouTube. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, the rest of the week kind of was just work. Um, work has been great. So everything else is good, man. Hell yeah. That's what I like to hear. Kyle, I know I spent a good chunk of this last couple of weeks with you. Uh, we had a whole weekend together. We were all in that giant house, which was fucking awesome. Um, it was romantic. It was. I shared a bed with uh, our friend of show, Greg. We had a huge king bed in the wine room. We took that one together. Um, pitch black. Not going to lie to you. Uh, quick story, if I may. I almost, I think I told you this on the drive home. I almost pissed myself on Saturday night. And not in like a cool way of like, oh, I drank too much. I peed the bed. Like, I literally woke up. I wear glasses typically. So I have contacts in right now. When I go to bed, I have glasses. I woke up at like, I don't even know what time it was. Could have been two in the morning, three in the morning, four in the morning. I don't know. There were no windows. I, there no sense of time. Um, the outlets were, were far away from the headboard. So uh, my phone was charging in the corner. I woke up and had to piss so fucking bad. And it was pitch black in that room. I grabbed what I thought were my glasses, put them on. And I'm like, didn't help because it's so dark. So did nothing. And I start feeling around and I'm literally like a blind person. I'm touching everything. I'm bumping into shit. <laughs> I'm like, dude, where the fuck is the doorknob? Like I have to pee so fucking bad. And I can't find anything. I can't find my phone. I pick up my Apple Watch. That didn't charge. That was dead. I got no light coming out of anything. No light. I'm literally just feeling. And then You're I also. Die, not pissing yourself. <laughs> and then I, then I realized, too, because my, my watch turned on for like a half a second. I got a little bit of light. And I'm like, it's still really dark in here. I realized I put on sunglasses, not even my own glasses. It was that <laughs> fucking dark. I didn't even know what glasses I put on my face. So I ripped those off. And I'm like, no wonder I'm still fucking blind. And I'm touching everything. And I'm standing there. And I'm no bullshit. I'm thinking in my head. I'm like. I think I'm just going to have to piss. Like, I don't know what else to do. I can't get out of this room. And finally, I, I held it in for another minute or two, and I found the doorknob, and I made it to the bathroom. But holy shit, was that scary. I literally almost pissed myself. <laughs> I'm proud of you. You made it. It was bad. I had to go. Like, you can ask my wife. I have a very uniquely large bladder to where I can hold my piss for a long time. And when I piss, it could be like a two-minute piss. Like, I'm in there forever. And this was one where I was at max capacity, and I had to go. There was no fucking around with it. But I made it. So proud of myself. Give it up for me. <laughs> I'm going to piss on you. <laughs> Greg was getting close to getting R. Kelly, unfortunately. Because I feel like it would have just sprayed around like a fire hose and there was nothing I could do about it. I don't I don't think you would have woke him up anyways. It's fine. Now, he wakes up a lot. He he did warn me that he he wakes up like multiple times in the middle of the night to pee. Um but I was so drunk I didn't notice any of them. So it was great. I love it was, was a very, very fun weekend. I realized that I'm I'm older than what I, I feel like sometimes because I got home Sunday and about died. Yeah, I came home Sunday um, and I just laid around all fucking day like we were at, we were going to go to like Home Depot and get some shit done. And initially I laid on the couch and we were watching some TV and I started getting kind of sleepy and my eyes started closing and Tara was like, if you're going to nap, go lay in bed. And I'm like, 
all right, fair enough. So I went laid in bed and took a little nap. And then I woke up and I just laid around watching TV. And she's like, do you want to go to Home Depot today or wait till tomorrow? And I'm like, yeah, let's go tomorrow. And you say old fucks, Jamie, but I outdrank everybody. I stayed up later than everybody. Like we were the oldest people there. Not really, actually. I was, there were quite a few people older than me, if I'm being honest. But if you want to call us old fucks, we partied hard. We showed those young bucks what it's really like to party. There were kids that were like fresh drinking age that were passing out in the hot tub while we were still fucking balls deep and playing drinking games before we even started playing new drinking games that we had never played before. We had a great time. We we were up late. I think you and I and maybe Greg shut the place down both nights potentially, but we were up late and we drank a lot. Friday, I think. Friday, definitely, we we were we were up the latest. Saturday was close. There were a handful of people, but I was so exhausted at that point because we started drinking. I got up, we got up to golf at like six thirty a.m., seven a.m., and yeah. I basically started yeah. drinking immediately there too. So I was really tired Saturday night. Yeah, it was it was rough, and then we kind of powered through. We got the we kind of laid in the couch for a little bit and like run our phones, and then we're like, "Fuck it, let's do shots. Let's kick yeah. this in the gear." Again. I mean, it wasn't it and wasn't it was I, all downhill. We were definitely tired and you could tell that kind of people were, were bored. Um, but it was because the weather was so shitty that it was blowing in on the covered porch or patio, yeah. whatever you want to call it. So we couldn't stay outside. We literally, we were playing games outside, but we were getting soaking wet. So we were like, all right, fuck it. We got to move inside. And then we moved in and we were kind of like, all right, well, what can we do in here? And there's really nothing going on. So we just ended up fucking chilling on the couch for like not long. I mean, maybe what a half hour, if that let the storm pass a little bit. And we went right back out and yeah, started playing. Uh, yeah, I think the uh, the the beer die was the uh, game changer this weekend. That really got yeah. Some competitive you guys have ever heard? If you've never, <laughs> excuse me, if you've never heard of the game before, look up beer die. Uh, I'm guessing it's D Y E. Is that how you spelled? No, D I E. Yeah, I think no. it was. Is it D I E for like a dice? Yeah, because die is what you die like a food coloring or dye clothing or dye Yeah, clothing. I just don't know what you call a singular dice or how you spell yeah, it. D I E. I know yeah. it's die. Is it how do you spell it? That was a D I E or D Y E. That's what I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. D- Google D- both. I, yeah, you're yeah. going to find something. You're going to find people that are dead in beer, or you're going to find the game that we're talking about. Um, so look it up. And pretty cool. Very fun game. Very challenging. Very unique. You literally, you can Google it. I, I won't explain the whole D-Y-E. thing. It is DYE. Okay. So you set up four cups in a corner for each person, each player. You fill it up with some beer, <clears throat> and then you have to underhand toss one die and it has to hit it has to go above your head and it has to bounce off the table then the other team has to catch it with one hand only can't use your body can't use two hands nothing like that you literally have to just catch it with one hand and if you don't catch it the other team gets a point if you somehow manage to get it in their cup they that the whole team has to drink a beer and it was fun as fuck we played that for a long time that consumed most of our weekend that and dice football there were a lot of dice being used i think yeah lots of dice yeah, dice football. We played at Kyle. So this kid that was at the bachelor party, he has his own table slab that he uses as a board. And playing it on a table is so much fucking harder on wood because it just goes. Yeah, it's really tough. But we played the fuck out of that too. We had a really good time. It was a fun weekend. Yeah, it was a blast. I mean, that that with the golf on Saturday, just kind of getting out and golfing with people that you probably would never get to golf together again was was fun in itself. It was and golfing with Justin. First time I've ever yeah, done it. Kyle and I, I, I golfed together for the first time on Saturday. So um, wild how much you actually golf now. Like, I golfed last night. I, I, I checked in on so your show crazy. for a minute because I was at Ridgewood, and I was like, well, I'm going to check in and say what's up to my boy Tim. And like, I think Tara was teeing off. So I'm like, let me watch this, say what's up really quick, and then it's going to be my shot here in a second. <laughs> I, had said something, I said the exact same thing. I'm like, that's so crazy 
how much you're golfing now after you shit on it so bad. Well, in my defense, I still think <laughs> watching it is boring as fuck. I don't think I can ever get behind that. I tried because I bet on it a couple weeks ago. Couldn't I just can't get behind watching it. It's too fucking boring for me. And it's depressing because they're so fucking good. What's up, Dave? Thanks for checking in. Uh, Dave did email me some new um, sponsors here. Hopefully in two weeks when we go live again on the 30th, we will have physical paper ads. That's me, Dave, giving you the hint. Let's print those out. Physical paper ads, brand new one. those to me? Can you forward those to my email, Justin, so I can read them on air too? Yeah. Um, so give me those. Because when, when I have the paper sheets, I seem to work a lot better. And um, actually, he didn't email them. He messaged them to me on Facebook. Um, Dave, if you have a second, could you uh, message those to Kyle as well? Okay, so it's just all pro and puff and roll. I think he forgot um, the concrete solutions, right? affordable concrete solutions, ACS. Uh, yeah, Tara had one over par yesterday. She actually did really well. Oh. She shot a 36, I think it is. Tell her hey, to step back to the men's tees, and then we'll... we'll she was, yeah, she was on the ladies' tees, for sure. Um, I had my best nine on well, a, on a full-size a course. I know, she's but... She's a lady guy. She plays like a dude, yeah. though, Tim. Don't cut her slack. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I had my best nine yesterday. I shot a 54. So right. you had your best 18 on Saturday. So, I mean, again, and then Saturday was my best 18. And at that time, my, the front nine was my best nine. I shot a 57. So at that point I just cracked 60. I was really excited. And then I went out yesterday, 54. So boom, getting better every time. That's all you can do. Eventually what's going to suck the fun out of it for me is I'm going to plateau. I'm going to hit a spot where I just can't get better. Or I'm going to like have a really fucking bad day and then it's going to like really take me out of it for a while, but we'll see. You're going to, you're we'll if I had to guess, yeah. you're going to probably plateau around 50 and 49 is probably, cause that's where I plateaued for a long time. And then you'll, you'll slowly get better from there, but that's probably going to be your plateau point for a while. That's what my buddy, Josh, who we, we were golfing with yesterday. He told me the same thing. He says he's been golfing now. He just started this year also. And he said his best score has been a 49 and he's done it like five times. He can't crack 49 and it's killing him. Yeah. So golf's fun. Golf's a tough sport. I had a 54. He had a 52. Uh, Tara had a 36 and his wife Damn. didn't really keep score uh, for herself because she just goes out there for the practice. She's very new to golf. Um, crazy gap. <laughs> yeah, no, Tara's really good. So that's why I, I that's why I didn't want to golf with her for such a long time, because it's not that. I, like, I will say that the, the foursome that we had Saturday kept legit scores. Um, the other people with us had some weird rules. <laughs> yeah, they were doing some weird shit. And there was a point where. I literally couldn't even get anybody to tell me their score. Like I would ask them like, how'd you no. do? And they would just be, Oh, you know, I, I had a, I had a couple pars, a couple birdie or a couple bogeys. And I'm thinking in my head, like, just give me a fucking number, dude. All I want is a number. You did 18 holes. You write down your number from one to 10 on all 18 of those holes. And then you add it up. It's fucking math. It's not that hard. And yet they're like, yeah, you know, uh, just, you know, I had a pretty good day. It wasn't terrible. And I'm like, dude, you can't give me a fucking score. So that's when you know that somebody had a bad day and they're, they're bullshitting, in my opinion. But then you start hearing, you start hearing, the, yeah, well, we yeah. just maxed out a double bogey. That's it. We picked the balls up. I'm like, what, what are we playing here? <laughs> yeah, I hear other people talk about that. Like, uh, I've never done that before, personally. And my buddy Josh yesterday said the same thing. He said he thinks it's bullshit when people play and they're like, yeah, we just double bogeyed every hole if we, you know, went over a little bit. So it's like, fuck you, keep score. If you had a shitty day, like I'm I'm using an app that tracks my scores now. I want to know how I did. It's just easier to do it that way. I would never want to sell myself short and think like, what, oh, what you know what? I, I did all right today, even though you had, you had to work. 
Uh, I downloaded a couple. The one I'm using, I used yesterday, is called 18 Birdies. 18 mm-hmm. Birdies? That's, yeah. That's kind of cool. So you, uh, you register or you you look up whatever golf course you're at, and you tell it like what if you're playing the front nine, back nine, 18, whatever, and it knows the courses. It will show you an aerial view, and it will also have a GPS. So when you drive the golf cart up to your ball and you look at the app, it'll tell you how far away you are from the ball. And it shows you a line of how you need to go to get to the, um, to the green. So really cool. I like it personally. Um, I did fuck you up a couple times and I accidentally, too, right? my, did you get it through your phone as well? Did you it's on my my phone, but I like, I use my phone cause it shows me the, the full maps. So I like to, I like to actually see it. What's done, thanks for checking in, man. Looking at the GPS is understanding what hole you're facing. Yeah, it's really it really helped me yesterday because again I had my best hole or my best nine ever, and it's because like on Saturday too you had your your device your uh, speaker tells you the distance then you can really gauge which club to use and I think that's tremendously helpful. Um, so I'm getting better. I still topped a bunch of balls at times. There was the one hole on uh, Saturday that that gave me fits. I actually yesterday on a couple par fives I did really well. I had a six on one of the par fives. Uh, normally those give me nothing but trouble, and I usually get like eights, nines, or tens. And yesterday I had nothing like that. My highest score on any hole was a seven. So I'm happy with that. Very, very happy. Awesome. I'm coming along. Coming along. Um, Yeah. So that was that for the bachelor weekend. And um, I had a question I wanted to ask you guys, unless Kyle, if you, um, any, had anything else to go over for the next, for the last couple of weeks? My life's been just the bachelor party and work, man. And nothing else is going on. Honestly, so same with me. On. Like, I've done nothing. <laughs> we we went to a concert last week. Actually, Kyle and I did with our friend Dave. Uh, we went to, it's a rock oh, band yeah, called Life yeah. Nine Kills. We went and saw them. That was really fun. They put on a great show. Um, got nice and drunk. Dave doesn't really drink, so he drove graciously and helped us have an even better night. And that was pretty much it. I went to the concert. I golfed a couple times. I had the bachelor party, and then I've been working. That's literally it. My life is work producing work producing that's it and you can throw in a little stand sprinkle a little stand up in when you get a chance that's it dude (laughs) welcome to adulthood unfortunately um yeah that's it that's all i got for the last couple of weeks i did have a question though i am a reddit guy now i like going on reddit reddit has fucking everything anything you want to look up reddit has it um it has ever there's no fucking rules on reddit except for child porn don't do that don't look at that stuff. That's weird. That's just a PSA <laughs> for anybody out there. Don't do that. I was not expecting that. <laughs> That's just for I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. Why are you saying that? Did you try looking something up? What's going no, on? Tim, Tim said they have uh, titties and everything. And I said, yeah, they have everything. And then I thought, and I'm like, there's probably fucking weirdos out there that look for that shit. So don't do that. Because then that's the type of shit that gets it shut down for everybody. Don't be a fucking weirdo. You don't need Chris Hansen. I, I, learn, I learn a lot from Reddit, man. The Ask Reddit at stuff. I and mean, there's so many things under people ask that you learn from. It's amazing. There was one uh, subreddit that's called like, what is this or something like that? And people just show mm-hmm. like, Hey, I got this random gift or I found this at Goodwill or whatever. Like what the fuck is it? And people will explain like, Oh, that's to do this, to do that. And I'm just like, Oh shit. I never heard of that before. Like I learn mm-hmm. a lot. And then it also gives you suggestions. So one of the suggested ones that I get is, um, uh, it's, it's called, am I the asshole? Yes. And people will give a scenario and they want everyone's opinion. Yes. Like, am I the asshole in this situation? And it got me thinking today because my neighbor, she's an older woman. And she has the city come by and they cut her grass for her every Tuesday or Wednesday. They come by once a week during the summer. They cut her grass. Very awesome. However, 
Kyle, you've been to my house. I have a fence and my fence, I keep it open all the time because I don't have any pets, but the gate in my driveway, I keep it open and that's my property. I keep that in line with my property. The, the, the gate and all that shit is right there. The lawn care guys have to move it so they can get in and out and do the yard work. Totally fine. Normally they put it back so far. Every time they've put it back today, they left it in my fucking driveway. So I come home from work again. This is a, you know, American problem in third world countries. They would be very fucking mad that something. Whose grass are they cutting? My neighbors. Okay. So my, you've seen my fence. It comes all the way down, but there's a little section where there's like a gap, like where the fence connects to her house. So it's, it, there's an opening they cut in that area and they come onto my driveway and they use the, uh, the leaf blower to get the grass off my driveway and all that. But they opened up my gate to cut the grass and they just left it or, or closed it. I should say they closed it and they left it like that. So I got home from work and I had to park, get out, open my gate and then get back in my car. Again, very simple, lazy problem I'm complaining about, but it's the principle of it that they're moving, closing my fucking gate. Well, I guess maybe they, they're, when they close it and they leave, if they left close, they're assuming that it's probably safer closed than open. However, if I leave but it, you should leave it how I left it. It has one of the poles that you can put into the concrete, but I put it in the grass. So it keeps it like, it's not going to move when the wind blows or anything like it, yeah. it always stays in that position. So where I'm coming in at is if I left a note next week before they come by and I put, leave this open. Am I an asshole for like being like not even being a dick, just putting a note up that says like leave this open, like don't forget to move, put this back. Is it your property line that it's on? If if so, yeah, then it, fuck them. Absolutely. Like when I cut my grass, even even though the city comes by and does hers, I cut all the all that area that's in there too. Like I cut all that down because she has a flower bed, and I will literally cut that line of the flower bed all the way down to the curb for for like my even though it's technically hers, I will cut that and then come back up and do all that. So. And then I leave it open, it's like swiveled a little bit. So like the fence is right here and it's connected and it might be like maybe a little bit on the inside. I'm not cutting that old lady's yard. not do that. (laughs) No, I will. (laughs) Challenge accepted. I was not happy about having to put that fucking gate back today. And uh, Jess, that's not going to happen. I don't like cutting my own yard, so I'm not going to cut that old lady's. Well, that's kind of why I asked you whose yard are they cutting? Because for a second, I thought you said they were cutting your yard and I was about to cut the laziest person ever. No, no, no. They do. Um, they do it. Basically, it, it's technically my property line, but they'll cut all the way up to my fence. But then where the fence goes into my actual backyard, they stop. So they just do everything up to the like to the gate, basically. But then again, they they opened up or they closed the gate and they left it that way. So I pulled into work to, from work today and no, I had to stop, park, get out. <laughs> it's, it's embarrassing for them that they, they're too lazy to put my fucking gate back, Tara. Um. Oh, your neighbors cut half your yard? Look at you, you old bitch. You get them to do that? No. Damn, she ratted you out. She ratted you out. The story behind that is the fact that they've been cutting that side of my driveway since I even bought the house. And I said, fuck it. You want to keep doing it? Do it. I don't care. I'll just cut the other half that I have to cut. So I have something similar to that because you've seen how our houses are. My yard is connected with my neighbor, Mike. And we have that little gap in between our houses. And he, he told me that when he bought the house, he's just always cut it. And he was like, so he's like, I'll just keep cutting it, even though you, you know, you live here now. I'm like, all right, thank you. Like, if you ever don't want to, let me know. But she said no. <laughs> yeah, she, she doesn't know what she's up against. She does not know what she's up against. So I don't think you're an asshole. <clears throat> Again, I wouldn't be a I dick about like, it. I feel like it's more effort to put the note up, and then if they ignore it anyway, you're gonna be pissed. 
Yeah, no, I would be really fucking mad. If they did that, I would cement that fucking thing into the ground so they can't move it. I think you have a, then you're going to have a want for a pet. Now you can't close your gate. I'll, I'll, I'll find a way to get it out. But for one week at least, I would cement that fucking thing in there. And before I dug it out, I would find a way to where they couldn't move it. That's you should you should put like a fake camera right there in one of the fence corners so they have to look at it. I have an there. actual camera on the side of my house that points right there. So I saw them oh, yeah. leave it. Like I just when I pulled in, I was like, what the fuck? Like, why is this half my fence closed? <laughs> you should have been an agitated in August. <laughs> I Tim, if you know one thing about me, you know that is if I get if I get mad about something, I, I get mad over the pettiest shit and I let it ruin my day. So I thought about this all day. Like this truly happened today when I pulled in my driveway and I wrote it down. I'm like, gate. Don't don't forget to talk about your gate. As he as he flicks his Karen hair to the side, getting ready to come to the show. That's pissed. The fact that it's also bulk day, so I knew I had a bunch of shit I had to carry out from my garage, and then I had to park, get out, open the gate, drive up, get my garbage can, carry shit. Like fuck you! I had so much. I had to go to Westlake first to get my tuck my suit for for the wedding on Saturday. Drove all the way home. I got to get ready for the show. I got to prep. It's like of all the fucking days for them to do this, it just wasn't having it. Hey Tara, how much did he send his food back at restaurants? Oh, I never do. <laughs> I never do. No, that, that movie, the movie Waiting, taught me never to send food back. So. Yeah, I, exactly. I do not complain about my food. I don't give a fuck what they screwed up. I just go, all right, it's great. Thank you. Um, So that was my uh, last couple of weeks. Same thing. Pretty boring. Just got really drunk a couple times and had some fun. And then I worked. That's about it. I had a bad stick at the hydrant and uh, I didn't send it back. <laughs> Dude, I just I couldn't. Like, I, I know what they're going to do to it back there. Back twice. <laughs> What'd she say? I said, no, I said Jeff sent his back twice. Oh no, shit! It was. Oh, I'd hate to be his stomach that night because God knows what really went in there. Oh, I got the first one that he before he sends it back. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. What did he? What was he complaining about? It undercooked. Just, it was overcooked. Overcooked. Okay, it was, and it was really overcooked. It was bad. You, okay, I mean, first off, if you're ordering food at the hydrant, you get zero opportunity to complain about food. You get what you get. <laughs> That's kind of where I was. It was a ten dollars steak meal, and it was. Yeah, I mean, if you're paying, if you're buying steak, steak at the hydrant, yeah, that shit was just killed I mean, in the backyard the day prior. So, I've been there once, and don't they like put the shit in like a basket when they bring it out to you? Like, it's just like you get what you get. We're throwing some shit in a deep fryer. Eat it, deal with it, move on. You get what you get. It was definitely on like one of the like uh, uh, golden corral plates. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, it is. <laughs> I thought it, like it's almost in like a fucking popcorn tray, if I remember correctly, from the one time I was there. Um, and yeah, Tara is exactly right. I complain a lot. Like I'm legitimately like Larry David. Like I literally, we were walking into the store. Uh, fuck, where were we? I don't even know where we were going. I forgot where we were. We were walking into a store the other day. Oh, it was Walmart. And there was a truck that parked, and like half the fucking tail uh, uh, tailgate is hanging out into the, the like the aisle. So I just looked over and I'm like, nice fucking parking job at nobody. Like the guy wasn't in his car, but I just yelled at the truck because of how they parked. And she looked at me. She's like, can you shut up? But I just I can't help it. I got to complain about shit. You, you do have siblings, right? I do. I'm the youngest. You're the youngest. So that makes sense. Makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Now it all adds up. It makes sense now. No, I complain a shitload. I love complaining, though. It's one of my favorite things. Like this is another one. On my way to work, there's a fucking dude that crosses when I get a left turning arrow, 
He waits until I get a left turning arrow and then he runs his bike across the street. It's like, you fucking idiot. You go when the green, when everyone's going cross traffic, you don't go with a fucking arrow. And but then if I'm not mistaken, isn't it at the same time that they get the right to walk is when your arrow turns green? No. Not the arrow. It's when yeah. oh, blue traffic okay. hits the green. Yeah. So the way the, the way the intersection works is it's you have your curb lane, your you know, middle lane, if you will, whatever, the just going straight. And then you have your turning lane on both yeah. sides. It's exactly the same. And the way the light cycle works is the arrows go first and you can make quick lefts. And no bullshit, that light might maybe stays green for like 15 seconds at best. And there's usually a long line there. And that's my shot to turn under the street to get to my my job. So I kind of got to hit it. Like I'm usually running late. Uh, I'm like right on time. I schedule properly. But as soon as we get the green arrow, this guy starts going. So then everyone has to start like someone will pull up and then they wait. They have to let him pass. And it's like, you fucking idiot. If you yeah. would have waited till the green light, that's when you go. Thanks. And you it just, tattoo, oh, it irritates me. Huh? So you got a new tattoo on your wrist? No. I don't know why it looks different. No, I haven't had a new tattoo in a long time. Okay. My bad. I wish. Yeah, it's shit. It's been like since January, I think. It's been a while. Um, all right, so now I guess we can talk sports. You guys want to do that? Let's Maybe. go ahead and get yeah, into it. About it. We don't have to. We can do this all <laughs> night. I'm having fun with this, too. That's true. Um, well, speaking of talking about sports, we <laughs> talked about it earlier. Uh, Steel City Running Lates are back, and their show on Sunday was something, to say the least. We, again... We were driving home, so we were I wasn't able to watch the whole thing. We were having some technical difficulties, so we, we listened to probably the first like half hour or so of the show. And boy, did they have some high expectations for their Steelers this year. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, did they it's watch football last year? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I get it. They won some games despite Kenny Pickett putting up very fucking bland numbers. I mean, what do you end the season with like eight touchdowns total in like 15 games that he played in or whatever it was? That's not good. He averages like a half a touchdown a game. And they're over there talking about how they think the Steelers can win the division. I think Dave was even saying something like, you know, if you're trying to win 10, 12, 11 games, you got to do this and got to do that. And it's like, you think you guys are going to win 10, 12, 11 games? Are you out of your fucking mind? I That's think I swerved my car on the highway when he said 12 wins. I, I thought I misheard something for a minute. Like, I was really hungover, and I'm like, am I hallucinating right now? There's no way they're actually saying this. Um, he meant it, too. <laughs> That's, I mean, I'll give Chipper credit. Uh, Chipper will, like, kind of, like, quickly look over at Dave, like, the fuck did you just say? Like, there's no way. But, yeah, those guys think the Steelers are some mighty, amazing team, which I just, I don't see well, it. Um, I, I, know one of the, I know one of the three doesn't watch football games often, so it's okay. Um, we're not gonna I mean, make- based on that yes. show, it sounded like all three because Chip admitted that he didn't even watch the preseason game. Um, uh, I, so I, I'll I, let him pass for preseason. I'm talking about regular season, but you know, oh yeah, regular season. Most of them are pretty diehard. The other, there's maybe somebody on the show that they're speaking from a couple weeks ago. They don't even know who the people's names are, and I, that's what I love about Steel City Running Lates is when they start talking about the game and somebody not to be named will like say the wrong player. And like, just fuck everything up. And then Dave will call him out like, who? He didn't even play today. Like, he didn't even start. Like, he'll just like, go crazy. Uh, it's like Voldemort. He he should not be named. Crazy. Um, lose internet. We bring up the nameless one and we lose internet. Uh, what's Dude, up, Robert? It's, it's weird. It's uncanny. Um. But yeah, so that show is interesting. Steel City Running Lates is back. They debuted in their new time from 10 to noon on 
Sunday morning, loud and local. You guys got to see Jeff earlier today. He did a special Wednesday spot because he cannot make it on Sunday. Uh, Tim's got a show. So loud and local can be seen normally, though, from 730 to 930 on Sunday nights. Monday, moving forward, is more than likely going to be a vacant day. So if you are interested in doing a show, don't, because let Tim have one fucking day off. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. You're welcome. That's what we do here. <laughs> Uh, but while Tim has that day off, that gives him time to get prepped for his show because Tim Buck Tuesdays, you know it dominates Tuesdays on Redline Radio. <laughs> and on RedlineRadioLLC.com exclusively, you got Gary Wenner live on location, spinning the tunes, whatever you want. He takes requests. Check it out. And Broad Street South from 8 to 9. On Wednesdays, you've got Talking About Balls. And unfortunately, what's up in the 216 is going to be delayed a little bit longer because CC is going to be going under the knife for a procedure and... I think that you said she's having a procedure. Yeah, but not too many details. No details. That's all that matters is all we wish is that she's well. Um, she will be back hopefully soon, but there will be a little bit of a longer delay for her to her her triumphant return. On Thursdays, you guys probably got a chance to see me on there last week. That guy, Dub, from 3 to 4, Dub always doing great interviews. Dub was just checking in here. He works evenings. Um, so cool as fuck that he still checks in even though he's at work. I really, I really appreciate that, Dub. Um, and then also on Sun on Thursdays, I'm sorry, you've got For the Culture, obviously a Redline Radio Studio One, the Lex Vegas show from seven to eight, killing it like always. Always funny, always has great guests. Um, you never know what he's gonna say next. That's the best part about checking out the Lex Vegas show. Also, a Redline Radio LLC exclusive. You have the nameless one. Check that out every Thursday afternoon from five to seven and then at eight to nine you've got broad street south on friday nights on a little bit of a hiatus also you can check it out from eight to ten you have and you don't want to miss that show you know we never miss it on saturday mornings you get up nice and early your fresh cup of coffee you turn on unscripted from 10 to 12 with adam dave chipper whoever you never know who's going to be in studio with them they do interviews they have special guests it's a great time always don't miss it uh tmi too much information from six to eight and then comedy They're and cocktails. Five to eight now. Oh, are they? Yeah. Damn, three hours. Look at that. Five to eight. Let TMI. me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. The board's not updated yet. No, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> I'm shocked Steel City Renegades has the proper time on theirs for fuck's sake. And they've known well, they were moving to nearly a year. Priorities, now. man. That thing was set for a year by now, so it's okay. Yeah, at this point, they're not even going to be able to take any of it off. It's going to be like permanently imprinted on there like a, a body in Hiroshima. And then 8.30 oh to 9.30, you've got comedy and cocktails with Jen Jen. Check that out. <laughs> you guys like that joke? A little Pearl Harbor action for everybody. We love the retro jokes. Um, Kyle's not bored, Robert. I'm just doing ad reads, so he's just chilling right now because he's at home and he can't this, see the board. This is, this is my ad read phase. <laughs> and then speaking of ad reads, let's get right into it. If Kyle were here right now, we'd have a little puff and roll possibly with CBD, vapes, and Kratom. And you can get that exclusively at 464 North Abbey Road, Elyria, Ohio. Or give them a call, 440-444-4443. A lot of fucking fours. Check them out on Instagram, puff underscore n underscore roll. They have daily deals, morning raffles, premium product products. Check it out. Puff and roll. Luckily, I pulled up my old ad sheet, so we'll see if I can guess which ads we, or uh, what sponsors we still have. So if I get one wrong, I think, you know what? Yeah, if we give a freebie today. Fuck it, my mind. Me. What do I? Care? Right, exactly. I do don't want it's never going anywhere. At least I hope not. Is incredible keepsakes, t-shirts, cups, binders, keychains, you name it. Incredible keepsakes can make and customize it for you. Your official merchandise provider for Redline Radio LLC and our show host. However, I've really never gotten anything from them yet. 
442-9648. Go to their website, www.incrediblekeepsakes.com. And as Diane liked to say, cherished moments are made to last forever. Yeah, the funny thing about that is like they do really nice things for everybody. Or I'm sorry, they make really nice things. And Dave will get like Redline Radio t-shirts and hats and things like that. But then he like tries to sell it to me. And it's like, dude, I wear, I'm on the station. I would wear that shit and promote it. But why do I have to buy it? I'm a fucking member of the station. I pay you. Mm, yeah. Give me a free hat to wear every once in a while. Is that asking too we much? Didn't, we, didn't, we didn't work it into our contract. Yeah. That is true. I mean, we haven't signed a new contract in like nine months. We're just kind of winging it at this point. We're on a month to month. Um, but I digress. <laughs> uh, Growing Wings Adult Services, the official sponsor of the State of the Art Studio 2 that doesn't have internet half the time. Growing Wings Adult Services has over seven years of experience taking care of adults with disabilities. For more information, call Lisa at 234-334-7547. I highly recommend not calling her from here because you're probably going to lose signal. So we'll see how that goes. Speak Speaking of Studio 2, the lovely people who design Studio 2, Wiggins Construction and Home Improvement, uh, they do bathrooms, kitchens, windows, door siding. Uh, they also do awesome studios that, like you said, lack internet. Uh, residential and commercial, call Will today at 440-731-7654. Tell them that Team Redline Radio sent you, and they will do something. I don't know what, but they will do it. Um a quick little sponsor here, somebody that actually works with my company, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I'm not part of the shipping and receiving department, but I do recognize this name, All Pro Freight Systems Incorporated. I believe they work with my company a lot. Uh, that name sounds extremely familiar, so check them out. I have no information other than just their logo that Dave sent me, so check them out. Google All Pro Freight, I guess. I can't tell you a number or a website, but if you Google it, you can find anything you want. So look up All Pro Freight Systems. ACS still, still still sponsored for us. Uh, the the yep, concrete, concrete solutions, amazing. And this old one, I all I can tell you is the phone number is four four zero seven one four nineteen eighty seven. For all your concrete needs, please give them a call today or go to their website at Affordable Concrete Solutions LLC at com. Now, before you call ACS Affordable Concrete Solutions, let's say you need to clean up some concrete. Who are you going to call? You're going to call Dynatech. You know why? Because Dynatech, as testified by many satisfied customers, their diamond saw blades are the fastest cutting, longest lasting cutters. Customer satisfaction is how we measure success at Dynatech. Our engineers are always available to help you troubleshoot or solve a problem on your job site. They are the only saw blade company recommended by the pavement marking manufacturing industry. Located in Elyria, Ohio, Dynatech is committed to being the top diamond saw blade company around the world. Their products include saw blades, abrasive blades, pavement marking blades, which is where if you fuck up all your concrete with a Dynatech blade, it doesn't matter. Call ACS. They're going to come by and fix it for you. That's how we do here. Core drill rigs, core drill bits, high-speed gas saws, masonry saws, walk-behind saws, and tile saws, and other construction equipment. Customers are so satisfied. That's why they are ranked the best in the industry. Dynatech at 161 Reaser Court, Elyria, Ohio. Call them at 1-800-446-9001 or give them an email. Shoot them an email, I should say, at sales at Dynatech.com or go to Dynatech.com, D-Y-N-A-T-E-C-H, today. That was so professional. Well done. Well done. That was a very good one. And if you go to Lucy's on Friday nights, you could check out Timbuktu. So definitely do that. That's a double dip right there. You get two for the price of one. Tim and Lucy's. You don't get any like specials. I'm not telling you to get two for the price of one drinks, but you get to see Tim. They're located at 2218 Broadview Road, Cleveland, Ohio. Tim's running the DJ set, the karaoke booth, whatever you want. He'll play He'll play you a song. He'll serenade you with a song. He'll probably, I'm guessing he's going to take a shirt off. Um, I haven't yet. You haven't yet? I'm not there. You I know mean, what? I respect that because you don't want to be like stigmatized as like the guy that takes a shirt off shirt for off. everything. Yeah. You're, um, you don't want to be the Burt Kreischer of Cleveland, and I respect that. So take it off only during your set because that's, 
you make jokes about that. So that's that makes sense. If you were just doing karaoke and all of a sudden you just take your shirt off, everyone's gonna be like, why is that guy not wearing a shirt up there? You're gonna confuse people. So I respect that. Um, but if you do want to go sing, or if you want to go on any other day of the week, you can go to Lucy's Pub again at 2218 Broadview Road, Cleveland, Ohio. Michelle and the staff at Lucy's are always committed to giving their guests the best experience. Join them every Friday for karaoke with Tim and, of course, all your hometown sports games. Give them a call, 216-675-0013. And that was Ad Reads. I actually bombed last night, and I didn't take off my shirt. I'm bombing. Really? You think that's why you bombed? No, no. It was just I was extremely inebriated. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't the audience's fault. Okay. That's what I was. Okay. I mean, it, it, they, they, they weren't the best. They didn't laugh at like the ones that you could have really laughed at. Okay. But then I was already really kind of like just messing up my lines. Like, yeah. I just like, you know what? You like stand left me. Like it was oh, like. Oh, no, it was dude. Everything. I'm like, damn. You know, you I, were I, a sinking ship and they just fucking left. <laughs> but it was still cool because I, I had told them like, you know, I. Uh, <laughs> Um, I had told him, I was like, well, y'all seen me before. Y'all know I don't suck, so I don't care. <laughs> it was just a bad night. Like- yeah, just having an off day. Having an off day. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get right back into sports. We got, got a lot you, to Jess. talk about, and we're going to do it right now. We're a couple weeks late because this shit happened uh, two Saturdays ago, but we weren't doing a show, so what can you do? Uh, Jose Ramirez knocked Tim Anderson the fuck out at Progressive yeah, Field. The fuck out. It literally, he gave him the one shot. Anderson went down. He got up all fucking wobbly leg. He had to get carried to the goddamn dugout. It was awesome. Uh, long story short, Tim Anderson and the Guardians had a little feud going on. The White Sox are, of course, a rival. Uh, the night before, Tim Anderson did a dirty move where he pushed a guy's arm off a bag. out. Bullshit. And he slid in. Jose did. And Tim Anderson stood over him. Kind of unprofessional. Kind of annoying. And... Jose didn't take too kindly to that. So he got up. They exchanged some words. The ump got in the way. Jose said, you know what? You want to fucking go? And Anderson said, yeah, let's do it. Threw his gloves off. And Jose gave him that one one piece and put him to fucking sleep. And it was incredible. The shot heard around the world. That's the picture there you guys can see. I'm sure at this point you guys have all seen the clip. You've all heard it. Down goes Anderson from Tom Hamilton. One of the best lines you're ever going to hear during a fight in sports history. It was so fucking good. They made t-shirts about it immediately because that's what GB artwork does. They take other people's creations and they try to make money off it. So kudos to them. Uh, or kudos to Jose, I should say, not to GB artwork. Uh, unless they want to sponsor me, then I'll take everything I've ever said back. Uh, highly doubt it. No, you won't. No, you won't. I feel like I've burned every bridge with them, so that's okay. Uh, I have a better chance of Dan Gilbert sponsoring my show than I do GB artwork. <laughs> And you killed his son. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, those are two sponsors. We're never going to get Quicken Loans and we're never going to get GVR work. You can just cross those off the list right now, no matter how fucking big the show gets. Um, but what a great punch. I mean, I don't know where you saw it at, Kyle, but it was fucking awesome. I didn't see it live. I saw the replay, but I saw the replay over and over and over again. But I mean, just knowing what took place the day before, you knew something was going to happen, whether someone's going to get hit by a pitch. Uh, but they've been going after Andrew. I mean, Anderson's been kind of antagonizing it. And this isn't the first time Anderson's had issues this year with, with any baseball team. He's kind of been the asshole of that team anyways. So I think it was just a boiling point. Yeah. But, I mean, what a punch. I mean, it wasn't even a full punch. It was more of the inside palm. But yeah. that, I mean, that's even worse. You got knocked out by an inside palm shot, not like knuckle to face shot. That's that's a bitch. And the fact that they yeah, showed him on camera, 
with, like wobbling back to the the bench is the he best part wobbling. of the whole thing. I loved it. He was like weak. Jose knees. fucking connected. And yeah, I, I mean that was the one thing so after weak at the knees. <laughs> <laughs> he walked away in love. Um but that's the one thing everybody said after the game was basically that Tim Anderson is known to be very disrespectful to the traditions of baseball and it rubs a lot of guys the wrong way because a lot of guys that play baseball are like very traditionalists like you follow the, the unwritten rules of baseball you, you make it a gentleman's sport kind of thing and anderson doesn't abide by those rules and that's why he got put to fucking sleep and this is unfortunately all that tim anderson will ever be remembered by yeah i heard yep. he was the chris ball of uh baseball he really is like he is not a well-liked dude he's known for being kind of dirty uh people don't really like him and then again he's not that good so for him to get knocked the fuck out like that, like that's going to be his signature moment for the rest of his career. He will never be known for anything other than the guy that got knocked out by Jose. And I am all for that as a Guardians fan. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that Jose healed it, got it knocked down in two games. So he played last night, I believe, right, since he? Or the night yeah, before, and that's another so. thing too is, yeah, Jose was supposed to be suspended for three games and he appealed and they got it cut down to two and he only missed Saturday and Sunday. Because it wasn't his fault. He shouldn't have. I don't think he was. No, basically, though, they're going to do guilt by association. So because he swung because and they fought, they have to suspend him. But if I'm not mistaken, Anderson got a longer suspension. So I think initially it was three games for Jose, five for Anderson. I didn't see if Anderson appealed and got it cut down. I'm really not sure. I didn't follow up with that. But I know Jose did appeal, and he got one game taken off. So I'm all for it. Two games to knock him the fuck out. And I feel like that punch was for all the Guardians fans' collective just aggravation on the season on how the, the Dolan sold. And it felt really good to see somebody get knocked out because for a team that should be lifeless to see a guy knock him the fuck out like that is like, okay, this team still has a little yeah, bit of fight. The fuck out. I love it. Show a little bit of fight. And of course it's our best player. That's the even better part. It wasn't like some fucking kid that just got called up who punched some dude out. This is like, no, this is Jose who's known as being one of the coolest dudes in baseball that a lot of guys love to see and hang out with and talk to. And he, he knocks speak, him the fuck out. He doesn't speak a lick of English. No, 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 no. <laughs> Most players now, because they just have translators on the teams, they don't even bother learning English. Like Shohei Otani, same thing. Like he just travels with his uh, uh, translator. They'll just do an interview and he just stands there and his translator has to say everything and Jose the same way. Like they just don't, they don't give a fuck about English. What's up, Steve? Thanks for checking in. I sent you $100 worth of stars. You are welcome. I don't know what that means, but I'll take it. It probably came right out of Kyle's paycheck. So thanks, Kyle. <laughs> Do what I can to support our cause. I don't know what that means, but I'll take it. I don't know. Um, speaking of unjust suspensions, we're going to play a little audio here for everybody. And I want you, I want you to hear how just disgusting and egregious this one-minute clip is from Baltimore Orioles play-by-play -play man, Kevin Brown, and this caused him to get suspended for three weeks. It is just, if you have viewer discretion advice, if you have young children, cover their ears. It is interesting. Tim is going to play now, and again, I, I apologize. This is the most vulgar thing we've ever said on the show. So, Tim, without further ado, if that video is ready, we are going to go for the Orioles. and hit Brandon it live. Has felt like this has been maybe the toughest ballpark to play in, but the Orioles have a chance to do something special today. They've already clinched at least a split in the series, winning two of the first three, and they could pick up a series win behind Tyler Wells today. It's been a minute. The Orioles split a two-gamer with the Rays in June, 
They had lost their you last playing this beat? 15 series. Is it? Here at Tropicana Field. You have to go oh, back yeah. to win. Our now colleague Brad Brock picked up the win in the series finale, June 25th, hmm. 2017. The last time the Slapped Orioles won the series here at St. Pete. Already got three and two of the chop this year after winning three of 18. The previous three years combined. It is a stark difference, Ben, and it is not a bad race team. It's not like all of a sudden the race uh, became slouches in the American League East. They've led this division every day, but now two, and the Orioles once again are back alone in first place. Yeah. That's it. That's the clip. So wait, so he gave him props? And he literally gave the Orioles props for how much better they are right now and then just told the history of how bad they've been against the the Tampa Bay Rays to show that, like, years ago, we couldn't beat this fucking team. Now we're beating them as, like, a compliment. And the Baltimore Orioles suspended Kevin Brown for three weeks because of that one-minute clip. Because he went you know, over their record over the past few years. I just now realized that you and I will never be able to be MLB commentators. Because... <laughs> no. <laughs> not at all i mean i thought like i thought you got to be like really clean cut obviously to do play by play and to talk and shit and i'm like you know i if i ever did it you know obviously it'd be awesome i would be on my best behavior i would follow the fcc rules but i would still be a little honest like i would i would like to be able to watch a game and that's what i that's what i think sports are missing right now and i want to patent this idea because if it actually happens i'm gonna be really pissed but imagine you're watching a game and there's a channel that can play it uncensored We'll start there. So you see a guy, you're watching a Browns game, and you know hypothetically we're doing play-by-play, and Watson throws one deep, and fucking Anthony Schwartz is somehow still on the team, and he drops a wide-open ball. You can be like, what a fucking bum. Like, how do you drop that? Like, I would love to hear that while I'm watching, or vice versa. Or you're like, you're, the Browns are playing the Steelers, and Miles Garrett sacks Kenny Pickett, and you're like, oh, my God, you see the way he manhandled that little-handed quarterback? He fucking threw the ground and, like, t- tossed him like a fucking baby. Um, Who's that guy that does the voiceovers? Is that Bob Marley or Bob something where something he does, like, like the voice – where he does the voiceovers and he's, like, really honest? Like, yeah, he's someone like so, him. I want that to be real. Like, I want to hear that. Like, I want to watch a game and be like, that's a fucking hold. Like, I want to yell at shit. And then, again, I just want to call guys out for being shitty. Like – Instead, you have to be kind of nice and say nice things. Like I was watching the uh, the Hall of Fame oh, game where the Browns played the the Jets, and Zach Wilson's in the game, and Zach Wilson looked like shit. And Chris Collinsworth is trying to be nice because there's nothing nice you can say about Zach Wilson. The dude was the number two pick in the draft or three, whatever the fuck he went. I don't remember. Um, but unjust, completely unjustified because he sucked. And Chris Collinsworth is like. Oh, you know, it's great to see the Jets still think a lot about this kid. That's why he's still on the team. And it's like. No, Chris, it's because he's going into year three and they're not going to cut him, but they're stuck with him because nobody else wants him. And he's like, I'm, I'm happy to see the Jets are still sticking it out. They think they could keep this kid the future. It's like, are you a fucking idiot? Why would you say that? I would be like, this guy should be really lucky to still be in the NFL because he's a fucking bust. Like, I want to call guys out on that shit. I would love that. I, I agree. And Donovan is one of the better, most realistic ones you get. And him and Hamilton, too, I agree. They're pretty, they're pretty cut down the middle, but walking yeah. toe in the gray area. Oh. Um, you were really loud. I just asked him to turn you down a little bit. No, ha- okay. I had him up for the video. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Hammy and, and, and Donovan, and I, I don't listen to other cities. I'll be the first to admit that I only know national people and then local people. Um, so I don't, first maybe up, there are people turned me down at all. You motherfucker. Just kidding. <laughs> you were, you were hurting my ears. They were going to start bleeding. It was loud. Uh, like Jim Donovan will literally be like, the kick is up. And then Cade York will whiff and he's like, and it's wide, right? Like, 
of course he missed it. Like he'll say things like that. Like it's funny as fuck. And Hamilton's always just been a, I don't give a fuck. That dude could ride out into the sunset I just, whenever he I wants. I love Donovan when he has those moments where he's like, I have no idea what he was thinking there. You know, one of those like. And that's Donovan, things that happen like, a lot yeah. with the Browns. But I just want to hear guys be honest. And like, this guy was so fucking nice. Like that was a really nice way to, to pull in stats and to compliment the team. And they still found it egregious enough to suspend him for three weeks. Not even like they were just, they find him or they had a talking to, they fucking suspended him. I don't understand that. Like to me, that is mind boggling. Um, I would love to see Pat McAfee unleash, do a commentary for a whole thing to see what happens. I, you know, I don't want to speak too poorly of him because I got to, I got to think about my future and I don't want clips to get pulled up later. If like guys want to work with us one day or something, but he's a, I just, he's, he's I, I doing, don't find him. At, I find him annoying. If I'm being honest, I just, I can't do it. The whole, the whole tank top thing. And like, he's always standing at the desk and it's just like, take a seat, dude, relax. Like you're doing a radio show. Like you're allowed to just chill and talk. Not everything has to be super fucking WWE animated, but more power to him. It got him to where he is. He just got that huge contract to get watered down by ESPN. Um, he still works with the WWE a little bit. So kudos to him. No, not knocking his style and what he's up to, but just not for me personally. Um, but yeah, so Kevin Brown suspended three weeks. Just stupid. Fucking ridiculous. I do, I do like the fact that like every other MLB commentator came to his like defense. Like he, they were like, honestly came out and said, oh, we don't understand what you guys are doing. Let he's him well release him so he can get picked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Even the fans basically they would go or not basically they did at games, they would start a chant of free Kevin Brown, free Kevin Brown, and they'd get the like everyone on you could hear it on TV. There's no purpose. Was, no, that was ridiculous. No. That's complete bullshit. That just shows you that the owners or whoever was responsible for that decision. I don't know how high it went up in the pecking order, or maybe somebody lower made that call and didn't really get authority to do it. Um, but the fact that it took them three weeks to let him come back is complete bullshit. Um, Probably got retro I hope so. Even if he didn't, it's still just shitty that the dude couldn't do his job for almost a month. Yeah. Even if he got paid, like that's he wants to be out there talking and like doing a good job so he can maybe one day get a national job and things like that. And now he's got this on his resume. But the other thing too is maybe this puts him on the map more to other people because of it. And it's actually going to help him. Someone's going to be like, hey man, fuck the Orioles. They're a bunch of idiots for doing that. How about you come work for me? And he might bounce. So that's actually maybe a good thing for us. Absolutely. He's going to be a wanted commodity now. Like he's going to be somebody they try to go after. Especially because he's really good with or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like he could be doing Sunday night baseball or maybe Fox comes after him for their Saturday night baseball games and playoffs and shit like that. World series games. That would be badass. So hopefully this is a stepping stone for his career. Um, But it's just, it's such fucking horseshit that they did that. I mean, shame on the Orioles. It just shows you have thin skin, uh, especially for a team that right now is in first place and, or like battling for first place. I should say with the Tampa Bay Rays, a division rival. Um, That's like, imagine Jim Donovan getting suspended. If he's like, and the Browns are just, what are we fucking like three and uh, like 15 against the Steelers over the last eight, like 20 games or whatever. And, and, a and couple we're finally ties. beating them. And like, yeah, we beat him in the playoffs. And if Tom Hale or if uh, Jim Donovan's like, Hey, that's the Browns first win over the Steelers this season, but it couldn't have come at a better time. And then the Browns are like, you brought up that we lost. So we're going to go and let you go. Like how fucking so stupid would that stupid, be? Man. I just don't get it. It was a stat. He didn't come on there and say like, yeah, this team's been embarrassing and ownership has been dreadful. And like, he didn't talk yeah. shit about anybody. He just straight up said the, the Rays have had our number for the last couple of seasons. And here's how we're doing now. So much better. And they're like, nope, got to go. Makes no fucking yeah, I hope, sense. I, I hope whoever made that call is either fired themselves or they're suspended or something, you know? 
Yeah, and I, I mean, I also hope, I don't know how it works if they're unionized or whatever, but I hope that Kevin Brown can somehow like file a lawsuit against the Orioles. I hope he fucking like takes them to the cleaners on this because that's completely wrongful, Not, I mean, wrongful suspension. Um, so I hope he gets something out of it. Uh, but just shows you how fucking thin-skinned people can really be, and it shows that I'm going to have no place in that type of career because I do not like to bite my tongue. And what he said was fucking, like, what's what's better than G-rating? Is there anything better than that? Is G just as low as it gets? I guess they could just, is there, like, just straight-up kids rating? E for everyone. E for everyone, yeah. <laughs> like, no, I think, was, G, I think G rating is the lowest uh, FCC rating they give, yeah. And that was as vanilla of a comment or statement, if you will, as anyone could ever say. Like, if that's going to get you suspended, what the fuck else is the limit? I should be suspended for a whole bunch of shit. My God, I shouldn't be allowed on this show anymore for half the shit that I say. I should well, be. I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's other people on the show who think that too. Not the show, but the I, network. But I should be permanently banned from internet radio. Ironically enough, half the time we don't have internet, so I guess no one's ever really heard me say anything. Just hey. a <laughs> that alone should get you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very true. But no, we censor ourselves. We tried to be the FTC for our own show. Yeah, we're just doing what we were told. We were just told to not mention somebody on our show ever, so we don't mention them. <laughs> they do not get mentioned on the show. There you go, plain and simple. We follow the fucking rules because we are law-abiding radio men. Um, Absolutely. Um, let's get into the Browns, shall we? Oh, we are two we. weeks two weeks into the preseason because they, of course, got the extra game with the Hall of Fame game. And they are one and one. They did lose a nail biter against the Washington Commanders on Friday night. But record in the preseason doesn't mean shit. Good takeaways for me. DTR looks phenomenal. Our rookie quarterback out of UCLA, Dorian Thompson Robinson. Mm-hmm. He has looked really, really good. So good, in fact, that tomorrow night's game against the Philadelphia Eagles, he will be starting instead of Kellen Mond. So he has, for the time being, moved up the depth chart to number three in the quarterback pecking order because Watson and um, Joshua Dobbs will not be playing. So great for him. Looking forward to seeing him go out there and attack the Eagles defense, who, of course, no starters are playing for both teams. So don't get too carried away, Browns fans. Tomorrow is a game that if you have plans... Do not skip them. Record the game. Watch it another time. You're not going to miss anything. The only important thing for tomorrow, we'll go over in a little bit, um, because I have one key to tomorrow's game, and we'll get to that once we talk about this week that is. But right now, we will talk about the week that was, and that is last Friday. We played against the Commanders, as I said. First team offense played, minus a couple pieces, minus Nick Chubb. I don't think Jack Conklin played. We we were missing a few things. Um, Other than that, though, looked damn good. We drove down. Right away to the red zone. Easy as fuck. I also think the play calling in the red zone was on purpose because Kevin Stefanski was A, trying to keep it vanilla. B, trying to keep Deshaun from getting hit because Deshaun Watson was running like crazy. Self-inflicted. It wasn't like he was getting pressured. He was literally just making plays because that's what he can do as a quarterback. And I think Stefanski was like, I don't want you taking any more hits, so we're just going to hand the ball off a few times because I don't need you getting hurt. So it was a fourth and goal. We ran the ball. It went nowhere. We didn't end up scoring, but we drove down immediately. And again, he wasn't handing the ball off to Nick Chubb. Stefanski took the ball out of Watson's hand on purpose. It was to avoid injury. It was being smart. Browns fans don't understand that. They watch the game, and they I saw people bitching about Stefanski's play calling because they think it's the regular season, and they want Deshaun Watson trying to quarterback sneak a touchdown in in a meaningless preseason game. 
because they're fucking dumb as fuck. Um, thank you. Tim had it queued up, ready to roll. Um, but I couldn't believe I saw people complaining about that. It, my takeaway from that game personally was the first team defense, which again was missing a lot of people. We didn't like Miles Garrett didn't play. Um, I don't think Denzel Ward played. I don't remember. I don't think so. I was kind of half in the bag when the game started. So I don't remember the starters off the top of my head, but we were without a lot of key guys. And the first team offense was dominant. They went out there and Zadarius Smith was basically unblockable. And that was without Miles Garrett on the field. So imagine when those two were both out there together. It's so wild to me that you could say Zadarius and still can't say Spider. Sidarius? Well, that's his, <laughs> that's his God-given name. Spider was not. Spider was a nickname. And honestly, it's it's strictly sports. Like his first name is Darius Smith. That just fucking locks. Spider or Spida? I mean, we got to make sure we're getting this right. FCC. Almost a year ago to the day that uh, actually I don't remember the date we made the trade, but a year ago we made the trade for Donovan Mitchell. So I, I'm learning Spida. I just still call him Donovan Mitchell. I just gave up on the Spida thing. Slowly getting that, we're slowly getting that, that black card with Tim being our producer. We're slowly getting that okay to start saying certain things. I want it because the way he performed in the fucking playoffs, he doesn't deserve to be called Spida. He should be called fucking Bedwetter or something like that or, or fucking Bullshitta should be his name because he is a fraud. Oh, He's just Donovan Mitchell to me until he earns his fucking nickname because he did not show up in the playoffs. But I digress. Losing to the Knicks is terrible, but keep going. I'll never get over that, dude. I'm never going to get over that. Um, but yeah, so the the first team offense, first team defense looked really good. They each played a series. I am more than okay with what I saw. And again, missing a lot of key pieces. If 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 Nick Chubb were the one pounding the ball in at the goal line, we don't probably even get to a fourth down because we're going to score a touchdown. Um, I am more than happy with what I saw. So that was plenty for me. Get them off the field, get everybody healthy. And that's what I saw, at least, against the Washington Commanders on Friday night. What about you? What were your takeaways? Um. I was annoyed losing dice football Friday night. No, I'm just kidding. So what I did see, um, <clears throat> here's the first thing. Let's We have to change this. Browns fans are dumb. Remember the thing that came out a while ago where Browns fans are the second smartest fan base in the NFL? But that's only according to a betting website. So that's like, <laughs> they just, it's probably because 99% of Browns fans just bet against the Browns and it's going to win you money. Right. So the, the <laughs> Vegas, they're just like, well, these guys are really good at gambling. And it's like, no, we're just Cleveland sports fans. We know what we're doing. <laughs> So here's the thing I took away from the game. So here's one thing. I mean, just re- I'm not going to repeat what you said because I agree with what you said. But the biggest sure. thing is 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 injuries, right? You know, Elijah Moore got banged up a little bit, his ribs, right? Um, you know, we want to yeah, make he, sure him, that him and Watson. Sorry to interrupt. They were yeah. they were connecting immediately, yeah. oh, and yeah, then absolutely. then he had a little bit of a rib injury and he left. Which again, we're hoping it was just nothing serious, but the the trainers were just like, we're not risking it. If you're feeling a little right. off, you're out because it's it's a meaningless fucking game. Right. And that's the thing. So that's where we got another game where nothing major, knock on wood. Um, but what I did see that I liked, and the biggest thing I'm going to hone in on is the Elijah Moore connection with Watson. I think we're going to utilize Elijah in a lot of different fast facets of this offense, which is, which just makes me like excited to see what happens with him. Um, but you know, defense looked great. I think the plan again, very vanilla. We're not, we're not seeing anything special to Schwartz yet. But I think it's going to be quite interesting to see how they use Garrett and Smith because I'm I'm pumped to see that double double threat coming off the edges, um, and and just to see that kind of come together, um, kind of it seems like they're re-energized. But you know, then again, it's just only second preseason game. Um, but I am pumped to see how this goes. But again, knock on wood, no ma- major injuries. 
We're almost close to the regular season. So um, that's my biggest takeaway is that don't overreact. It's preseason. Just have patience. Speaking of overreacting, that's a good lead in also for our next topic here we're going to talk about. Uh, what I was mentioning earlier that is the key to the game tomorrow of something to look out for is also something that is a question mark from last Friday's game, and that is, of course, rookie, last year rookie kicker, Cade York. Going into year two, Cade York basically was the worst kicker in football last year. Uh, going into the preseason right now, he is being very inconsistent and missing some pretty easy kicks, um, not giving the fans a lot of confidence because you have arguably the best Top to bottom roster the Cleveland Browns have ever had. Uh, definitely in my lifetime, this is the best roster they've ever had. So if the whole demise of this great roster and team and, and could potentially be the coaching staff in the front office is on the balance of a kicker, that is, A, it's really good, if you think about it, to, to know that your biggest question mark in your team is your kicker. That means you're pretty well set at every other position. However, kicking is very important. Kicking can control the 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 momentum in a game a, a missed kick can can really make the other team fucking uh feel a swing of confidence and they could take a lead it could be the make or break for your team win or lose um so it's scary it's very scary to me to think about Cade York being the the anchor to this team right now and the fact that he's not coming through in the clutch not even in the clutch he's doing his fucking job I mean it's like a first quarter you reading with Tim I love it. I love it. Um, but Cade York is definitely a question mark. So for tomorrow night's game against the Eagles, he, for me, is really the only thing you guys need to watch. Uh, second thing would be Dewan Jones. He is, uh, they're, they're calling him Thanos because he's so fucking big. He's arguably one of the best offensive linemen in the preseason right now. And he was a fifth round rookie. I think we took him in. Uh, out of he's Ohio the guy State. of Ohio State, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. He's the guy who is like six foot eight. He's big as fuck. He loves the game of basketball. So people didn't draft him. He he was no lie. He was considered to be a first round talent, but a lot of people thought his heart is not in the game of football. So they didn't want to take a first round pick on a guy who would retire to go try to play basketball. So he fell down the boards. Andrew Barry swooped in and took him, and he is dominating. And and one funny thing I read yesterday about uh, practice was. There was a little bit of a scuffle. The Eagles, because right now the, the Browns are in Philadelphia doing a joint practice with the Eagles, for those of you that didn't know. Um, and I read a thing yesterday that said the Eagles took a bit of a cheap shot on Demetri Felton. So being the great teammate that he is, um, <clears throat> Dewan Jones went over there and literally just started tossing Eagles players. Like he just went in there and fucking yeah. clean house. So that was really cool to read about. Um, and this is where the overreacting is coming into play because we are doing a joint practice. And I read on Monday. Well, hold on, hold on. I know you're going with this, but let me ask you a question first. Um, yeah. Why? Why are the Browns not bringing in another kicker? Like I, I, I just we're, we have two punters in camp right now, right? And that are competing against. Uh, each other. I think we They're just both released one. one. Did he? Okay, so we had to. Why don't we, we have a second to... kicker? Bring someone in. Um, I think it's because he was a draft pick. Andrew Barry's like, I, I drafted this guy, so you're just. Am I looking at the wrong camera? Yeah, yeah, it looked here. Oh, my bad. Um, that makes sense. So I think it's because Andrew Barry drafted him. Truthfully, it's because he's basically saying I, I invested a what was he a third round pick, fourth round pick, whatever. Um, yeah. There's no need to waste another roster spot on a guy who I have faith in. Cody Bjorkes, our punter, was a free agent signing, 
And the other guy that we brought in was in camp last year. That's just to have two different punters. So you can kind of do some extra things because you might need your punter uh, to be the, you need your, your punters, your placeholder. So you need multiple because you might want to run punt return drills and you need a guy that's actually punting. And then you're also going to do field goal drills at the other field. Cause you know, the Browns have like three full fields for the practice field. Um, you have your punter punting and then you have your other punter as the placeholder. So you needed, you need a couple extra uh, of those kicker. I think you're fine. Yeah. But I mean, are we just expecting him to kick himself out of this thing? I mean, if he, if he goes out there Friday or tomorrow, I mean, and, and has another couple wide rate kicks, can't just get it through the uprights. Are we going to sit there and just be like, okay, well, he'll eventually get out of it. Or do you think that something drastic has to happen? And do you think they bring someone in before the end of camp just to kind of see what happens? Um, I feel like at this point, it's too late. You're not doing any favors for your team if you bring in a kicker now. Because then if the guy's confidence is already kind of rattled, which it is because he's missing these kicks. So he's obviously, there's got something wrong. He's got the yips. Um, if you bring a guy in now, that's only going to make him even more down on himself and it's going to probably make him worse. And then you could end up bringing in a guy who in the preseason looks great. And you're like, Holy shit, this kid's, you know, he's hitting everything. And then you go into week one against the Bengals game on the line. And last year, if you remember game on the line, Cade York drilled a fucking 64 yarder or whatever it was to win us the game. Maybe this week kid you bring now. in week one, <laughs> right? I'm just saying he, he did win you a game in the opening day. Now take it to this year where you have Super Bowl expectations. Now think about it. Um, if if you line up to kick with this new guy you brought in to replace York and he fucking shanks his kick and you lose the game and you're going to start going, what the fuck? We should have York still. Like, I think the Browns are just basically saying we're going with this kid until he does something in a real game and then we'll think about it. I mean, I, I've heard that argument from Steve. That it's the holder problem, not the kicker problem. So I've always heard that too. There were, there were talks. I think we talked about this last year even. Um, when Cody Bjorkes was with... Um, or is it Corey Bjorkas? It is one or the other. Corey Bjorkas, Cody Bjorkas. Who gives a fuck? He's a punter. Um, when he was with the when he was with the Green Bay Packers a few years ago, he was the holder for Mason Crosby. And Mason Crosby is obviously known as a very good kicker. And he had his worst career year as a kicker when Bjorkas was his holder. Now Bjorkas comes to Cleveland holding for York. York is off. However, just the way York is missing. And from what I've heard from quote unquote Cleveland media people, experts, whatever you want to call it, they all say that they've gone back and watched the the clips of his kicks and they're like, the holds are perfect. He's just shanking the kicks. Like there's nothing else Bjorkes can do. You catch, you hold, and you let the kicker do his job. He's got the distance. He's got plenty of leg. It's just they go up and they fucking shank. So it's something with the way he's drifting. It's like me with my fucking putter or my driver sometimes looks great. And then it just goes, nope, I want to go right. I don't know. That's a me problem. Is it because you got a flexi po? No, it's not the flex shaft. <laughs> flex shaft, Tim. If you're going to do it, get it sexually correct. It's we use shaft around here. Um, so it's not no, a, it's not an Ace Ventura laces out issue we have here. <laughs> no, I don't think so because, I mean, I guess there's only one way to find out, and that's the other thing too. Is in practice they probably have both guys holding for him. And that's one thing that would be interesting to find out, to be honest, now that now that Steve brings that up, because, again, I've seen this theory a bunch and maybe there's some validity to it. Um, Maybe in practice, the Browns are running punt return drills on field, let's just say a and Bjork has his punting. Now, meanwhile, Cade York is on field B and he's kicking field goals. So you have York kicking with a different holder. 
you have Bjork as punting, if that's how they're breaking it down. Because from what I've heard from the Browns media is Cade York doesn't fucking miss in practice. So if that's actually what's happening, if he's using a different guy holding the ball and he's fucking making everything, maybe it is a Bjork has problem, but I don't know that. We'd have to get some information from the Cleveland media, and I'd be very interested to see that. They should do what you do in every Madden football game. The backup quarterback should be the holder of every field goal kick. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Then you can run some fakes. and you like Imagine Absolutely. DTR. Imagine DTR is our fucking ba- our, our punt holder or our, our placeholder, and he could pick it up and run. He could pick it up and throw. You never know. Um, right. The other thing, too, though, is like I say this as a fan or I ask, you know, I wonder who's holding the ball for him in practice because he's making all of his kicks. I also like to think that the Browns, they you record everything of practice. You go into your your each each uh, position has their own room. So there's a room for just the running backs. There's a room for just the quarterbacks. And you break down your film with your specific coach. So I guarantee we have kicking coaches or special teams coach Bubba Ventrone is showing Cade York his kicks in practice. They're showing the punts, the kickoffs, everything. They're breaking it all down. So I like to think that if they're watching him hit everything with a different guy, that they're seeing this and they would understand that. Then maybe they, they would get rid of Bjorkes you would replace the punter, not the kicker. But the fact that they're not doing that makes me think that that's not the case. So that's why I think it's a Cade York problem, personally. Because, I mean, we watch, we'll talk about it. I didn't write it down, but we can talk about Hard Knocks. The Jets are in week two of Hard Knocks. They are on HBO. And they show every week that position group, you're in the room, you're watching tape. Last night's episode, they have the quarterbacks. They're literally showing plays, asking them to guess if this is a handoff or a play action from Aaron Rodgers, and they're trying to guess, like, based on his, to see if he has a tell. And the one guy was like, oh, yeah, he's got two hands on the ball. That's going to be an actual handoff, or that's going to be a, a play fake, whatever. And then the guy was wrong every time. But it shows you that they literally film every fucking snap, and they go back and replay everything for you after practice. So if if it's an issue with the punter or the placeholder, the Browns should have seen that by now, I feel like. Curious to see what happens. So that's like you said, I agree. It's one big thing to be watching tomorrow. Everyone's going to be holding their breath, you know, tomorrow when he goes to kick a field goal. Cause you know, they're going to put him in a position where they have to go kick like a 45 yard field goal. And everyone's going to be As saying the same thing I, I mean, said last Friday, wide right. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, if I'm Stefanski, I literally like, cause the score doesn't matter. Who gives a fuck? If I'm right. Stefanski, I literally, I don't care if it's third down. If I'm in a good spot and I'm like, fuck it, I don't want to get this first here. We're going to kick on third down. Like I would do some crazy outlandish shit. Like, just make sure this kid gets out there and makes a kick. Um, but that's the other thing, too, is we, we talk about it. It's a huge discussion topic in Cleveland because everything else has looked pretty decent. So we have no complaints about anything any other position. So imagine he goes out there and he fucking tomorrow goes four for four, drains all of his kicks, hits like a fucking 50 plus yarder, just looks great. Then we just go, OK, I'm, I feel better now. I'm more confident. No worries. That's all it takes. Just one good week. Let's well, so we'll see what he does tomorrow. And amen to that. Um, so for me, that's the biggest thing for me to look at is just Cade York. He's the only guy that is legitimately going to be a starter for this team, presumably. So he's the main guy to keep focus on. Another thing to watch is, um, uh, excuse me, um, I can't remember his name. Who was that defensive tackle out of Georgia that slipped? Um, Jared Davis? Harder. Oh, Davis. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot his first name. Is it Jared? I don't remember. Um I heard he is a fucking beast, which he was in college. He slid down the board because of that uh, guy that died. There was that issue that he lied to cover up somebody from getting in trouble for killing someone in an accident or whatever the fuck. Uh, 
So it wasn't that big of a deal. It was like drag racing. It wasn't like a murder. Um, but he slid and he fell right to the Eagles and the Eagles took him and he looks like he's dominating and he's going to be playing a lot tomorrow because he's part of their backup team. So it'll be interesting to see him going up against uh, Luke Whipler, the rookie center from Ohio State the Browns have. Maybe he lines up against uh, Dewan Jones a couple times. It'd be great to see those two go at it. So I'm very curious to see these rookies for the Eagles come in because even though they're not going to be the starters, the Eagles are loaded with talent. The Eagles were the NFC representative in the Super Bowl. The Eagles could have... Man, I hope you think this is a show just for me, but let's see what's going on here. All right, we're back, everybody. Apologies for that. Um, internet sucks here. There's no going around it. Internet's not great. Um, I'm, I hate when that happens. Very unhappy that we just lost a good chunk of our show. Um, I think I speak on behalf of Kyle and myself. Uh, I think Kyle will be very okay with me saying this. Um, this is a this has turned into a threat, Dave. Fix, get better internet here. Do whatever you have to do to make sure this shit doesn't happen. We're trying to do an internet radio show with an internet radio company that can't get internet. We want to do our show. We want to do it well. When we can't, it makes us not want to be here anymore. If you want talking about balls to still be at Redline Radio, if you want any show to still be at talking about or to be at Redline Radio, I suggest looking into getting the internet fixed because your guys' own show suffers from it. Our show suffers from it. Everybody's show that tries to come do one live here from Studio 2 gets fucked up because the internet situ situation hasn't been fixed. It's bullshit. Frankly, it's it's malarkey. Push league. Let's get this shit taken care of. Again, the first word in the company you run is internet radio. The internet fucking works. If it was a one-shot one deal that they had issues, the company did, totally understandable. This is a regular occurrence now. We constantly watch the fucking Wi-Fi bar go down. We constantly lose audio. When I upload the show, I've sent in submissions to our sponsors that I have to send the audio clip to, and it, it's fucking embarrassing that I, it's all cut and fucked up and I can't hear it. Get it fixed. I'm done. With, this isn't a joke uh, right now either, Dave. This isn't me being funny and, and you know, muting Lee and trying to make jokes. This is real. Fix this shit. I'm fucking sick of it. Your warning right now. We are back on the 30th. That's two weeks. Figure the fuck out. That's all I can say about that. Back to the show. We're going to talk about the AFC here, as promised. And we're going to do our AFC predictions. And that is each uh, division, top to bottom, four through one who we think is going to make the playoffs, and we're going to go over our awards. And again, this is not our final NFL predictions. We will do those in our first episode of September, the season preview show. Assuming we're still here doing a show, I will say that. Um, we are going to do our full season predictions. For today, just the AFC. Let's have some fun with it. We're going to start with the AFC South. I will start just to kind of give Kyle the understanding of you, you want to have fun? Okay. No, I'm just making sure. You still you want to have fun? Okay. <laughs> I need that off my chest. I'm ready for fun now. I, I'm back to I'm back to fun, Justin. I had to get that out. Um, I I was kind of nervous over here. <laughs> I mean, I am. I'm honestly very fed up with it. This is something yeah, I look no, forward to doing, and that takes the fun out of it for me. It makes me not want to do it anymore. 
Being um, on this end of it, though, too, I can kind of see what our, fr- our our people who watch our show go through because I can see what I'm seeing right now is what we, they see weekly, right? And it's yeah. I, I agree. I would I would turn us off after 20 minutes. And I mean, I think we had four or five people, give or take, watching before we went out, and then now we come back and it's just one, and that's probably yep. you're watching it. So that's probably you. Like you're our only viewer right now because everybody else saw that and went, well. I'm not going to wait around. What the fuck happened to my feed? So it's just, it, it's, it's costing us. Um, but again, don't worry. For all those of you watching at home, Dave and Lee are going to make sure they count up all the ratings and give themselves the monthly awards every month because it makes them feel all warm and fuzzy inside to give themselves awards for fucking shit and then other people can't even do their shows. And rant. Um, back to the AFC. The AFC South, that is. Starting from the bottom, I think the worst team in the South is going to be a neck-and-neck tiebreaker. But I'm going to give the 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 worst advantage to the Houston Texans. I think the Houston Texans will finish fourth in the AFC South. I didn't go all the way through and do like schedule predictions because I don't even look at the team schedules. I'm going strictly off of the talent that I believe these teams have and where I think they're going to end up. I believe the Car- or the Houston Texans will be the worst team in the AFC South. Um, Fuck I think the Texans. I agreed. I think they'll be one of the worst teams in in, in football, frankly. Um, so just for this uh, division, I have the Texans as uh, my fourth seed. Would you have the same, or do you have anything different? I think you kind of understand what we're doing here. So yeah, no, no. So I, I, I was back and forth, but it, just to be different, I had the Colts because I think the Colts are going to have a very rough season. I actually have the Colts third, and again, I think it could be neck and neck between the Colts and the Texans because uh, the the they're, they're, they're forced to start a rookie quarterback, right? They're forced to start Richardson. Yeah. They don't have a choice. I just don't think. Yeah, he's fat. He's going to be running for his life. I he's just large. Don't he's at, yeah. He's, he's, a, he's basically a more athletic Josh Allen. He has a cannon for an arm, but he does not have any touch. He has no accuracy. Um, he's big. He likes to run. He likes to try to truck people, but that only gets you so far. Josh Allen has very, very much so tried to revert back from doing that too much because it makes you kind of injury prone. Nobody wants yeah. that. So uh, Anthony Richardson needs to learn on the fly. Coming out of the draft, he was extremely raw. He was a guy that I was, I'm very open about. I don't think he's going to be very good in the NFL because he does not possess good pocket awareness. He, his first throw with the Colts, even though it's preseason, he did not have his feet set. He kind of threw off his back foot, threw an interception right to the Bills because he just panicked and made a fucking throw. I think he's going to do that a lot. And when you're doing that against true number one defensive players, because there was one play where it showed him trucking a guy on the Bills. And the funny thing about that is the Bills didn't even have, like, they didn't have Von Miller out there. They didn't have a lot of their main starters. So he's doing this, and I saw people going like, wow, Anthony Richardson's going to be a freak in this league. But it's like, take into consideration he's not doing that against actual NFL starters, and that makes a huge fucking difference where they're going to, defensive coordinators are going to play their real defenses and confuse the fuck out of a guy who's raw and doesn't know how to read defenses. Um, I just, I'm going strictly off the talent around the guy. The there are decently talented players on the Indianapolis Colts. They still have Shaq Leonard. They have Jonathan Taylor. They have some decent offensive linemen. Quentin, uh, Quentin Nelson is a very good offensive guard. They've got some good pieces there, way more than the Texans. The Texans are going young. They are bare. They have C.J. Stroud, and that's about it on offense. Damian Pierce is an okay running back. Their wide receivers aren't that great, in my opinion. C.J. Stroud is going to struggle this year because of the lack of talent. Uh, defensively, they did draft Will Anderson, who I think is a stud. He should be a really good player. Um, but other than that, on their defense, even, they don't have a lot. Colts, 
a couple good players here and there. So that's why I'm giving the slight edge to the Colts to finish third in the north or south. I'm sorry. Um, second place, I have Jacksonville taking a little bit of a slide. And that is because I follow a guy who is very analytically driven and he showed the the rise of Trevor Lawrence from year one to year two. And he showed statistically that quarterbacks that have made such a big rise like Lawrence did tend to fall back in year three and it hurts the team. So I have them too. I have number one, Tennessee, of course, by default, they're the last team I could pick. And I think that's because Mike Vrabel is a really good coach. They've now had a full off season to kind of try to build some more pieces. They're going to have a healthy Tannehill, a healthy Derrick Henry. Um, and just a few years ago, they were the one seed. A lot of people forget that literally two years ago, the Tennessee Titans were the number one seed in the AFC. Do I think they could be that good again? No, they lost a lot of talent. But do I think they could be at least the best in the AFC South? Yes. So I'm going one through four, Tennessee, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Houston. That's my AFC South predictions. We are different. <laughs> I have Jacksonville's number one. Um, yep. Just I, I'm Doug Peterson, baby. I, I feel like he's going to continue to be – uh, to continue getting better. I, I like the team, the young team. Plus, they got Ridley back this year. I mean, that's going to be a, a nice offensive weapon for him to throw to. Um, sure. I, I think. I think. I, I'm not saying that the uh, Titans are going to be horrible. I, I just think that they're going to not be as good, maybe by one or two games, um, than Jacksonville. But I think that's going to be the top two be, uh, fighting it out. But yeah, so my top, my my division is Jacksonville, Tennessee, Houston. And the Colts. That's my that's my South Division picks. I like it. Nothing wrong with that at all, honestly. I mean, for me, it was a toss up between Jacksonville and Tennessee. I'm strictly going off of what that guy, that analytic nerd, had for Trevor Lawrence, and that made me just go, "Okay, let me let me ride with that." So we'll see how that goes. Um, next up, we're going to the AFC West, and I feel like I could go ahead and pencil in kansas city at number one for both of us we won't go bottom to top here we'll start at the top because i think that one's pretty easy i don't think anyone's dethroning kansas city from the west i agree all right so i'll write kansas city for both of us and now we will go down to the bottom between the remaining three and we'll work our way yes. up kyle you can go ahead and start on this one who do you think will be fourth place in the afc west let me preface by saying that this could be a really good division i mean afc stack right but this division has a lot of what ifs right so we don't know what Jimmy G is going to be like for Vegas. I don't know what's going to happen in Denver with Russell and now the new coach, Sean Payton. But I've got oh, I've got Vegas finishing last in this division. Um, I, I, it's, going to be, it's going to be interesting. I still think they're going to be a decent team. I just don't think they're going to be as good as the three above them. Um, but I got, I got Vegas number four in the West Division. I do too. I also go by that. Um, I think it's going to be the end of Josh McDaniels in Las Vegas this year. He took Derek Carr, who was known as being a pretty decent quarterback, took the Raiders to the playoffs the year before, came in and ruined him, benched him. The defense was the problem. The defense blew all their fucking games. What did they do? They blamed Derek, uh, Derek Carr, got rid of him. And who did they replace him with? Oh, of course, just, you know, the greatest free agent quarterback. Psych. Jimmy Garoppolo. That guy is not very good. San Francisco couldn't wait to get him the fuck out of the roster. So, the fact that that was their big move to replace Derek Carr, they actually downgraded at quarterback. He wasn't partying, though. No, you're damn right he wasn't. And he, I mean, he's actually a good-looking dude. I'm not going to lie. Jimmy Garoppolo is a good-looking motherfucker, let's be honest. Yeah, um, he's, he's, he's probably the prettiest quarterback in the NFL, if we're being honest. But um, <laughs> uh, San Francisco wanted him the fuck out of there. 
And he's now in Vegas, but the problem is he is good looking as fuck. So he's probably going to be banging these hot Vegas models all day and all night, not worried about football because would you be worried about football if you live in Las Vegas? Probably not. And I think that's going to reflect on the field. Uh, Their defense didn't get much better. And again, that was their main problem last year was the defense. So I am going with Las Vegas in fourth place as well. Moving up to third place, I will start off. Sean Payton does not turn Denver around and Russell Wilson around the way everybody thought he was going to be. Their lack of talent will come to fruition. The, the, don't don't forget, they traded away a lot of pieces last year. They traded away Bradley Chubb, who was one of the better defensive ends. Um, Russell Wilson looked like pure ass. Was Nathaniel Hackett the worst coach in football history? Probably. Will Sean Payton instantly just turn this team around and make them into a powerhouse? I don't think so in one offseason. I have Denver coming in at third place. Yep, I agree. It was uh, Denver's here for me as well. Um, I think it's going to be a better season for them than over last year. I think Peyton sure. just brings that organization um, and kind of like structure that they need that they were lacking severely last year. Um, but again, it's it's not going to be better than the two in front of you. Uh, you're not going to carry that division, but you're going to have a better season. I just don't think it's going to be enough. Agreed. Yeah, so I have Denver coming into third, which obviously by default will put the Los Angeles Chargers at second place in the West. I think that's very fair. Kansas City, Los Angeles, Denver, Las Vegas, one through four. Yep. So obviously your division winners, we already have them. Uh, Jacksonville, Kansas City, and Tennessee for mine. Um, Any of these teams, Kyle, in your second place, do you have any of these teams um, winning a wild card spot by chance? I do. I have the Chargers winning a wild card spot. Okay, so we'll give the Chargers a star there for Kyle. Um, I actually do too. I could see the Chargers doing that. I think they they got a little bit better on defense. They're going to have some guys healthy offensively. I like the Quinton Johnson pick. From what I've heard, early reports, he looks great in in rookie camp or in in uh, training camp with the Chargers as a rookie. So he could maybe help that offense get a little more high powered because it was already a damn good offense. Justin Herbert's a great quarterback. Now you add an extra weapon with an aging Keenan Allen. Uh, injury-prone Mike Williams. You now have another wide receiver to throw to. So, yeah, I think they're going to be very good. So I have them in there as well. Uh, now we move on to the East. I will start with uh, Kyle again. You can go ahead and start us off at four. Who do you think is going to be the last place team oh, in the AFC East? I hate to say it, but I think we're starting to see the last couple years of a one-bill Belichick. Um, I think the Patriots went out and signed Fat uh, Zeke Elliott. Actually, I think he's looking a little thinner. I guess he's actually in the like best anymore. shape he's been in the last like five years. Yeah, so I guess they can't make that joke anymore. Um, I just don't see it. I, I don't see it happening for him. Um, they don't know what they're. I mean, they have Matt Jones as quarterback, but let's be honest here. I think he hates the fact that Matt Jones is a quarterback. Uh, Belichick is a great coach. I just think it's past him. I think it's time for him to start looking for that retirement button. But I, I think in this division, because again, we have another division that could potentially be really good. Um, I, I think that they're going to finish at the bottom of this one. Yeah, I'm with you. I have New England as fourth place just because you only you can really only go as far as your quarterback can take you in such a like the AFC is a juggernaut. It is really fucking yep. good. And if you don't have a really good quarterback that plays really well, you're not getting anywhere or a defense that's going to play really well. New England has a very average defense. It's not great. And their quarterback, as Kyle said, is Mac Jones, who is an average to below average quarterback in itself. So in this slaughterhouse known as the AFC, don't think Mac Jones and Bill Belichick are going to do much. And yeah, the Mac Jones draft pick is really biting Bill Belichick in the ass. Like they, they need to move on from him the sooner, the better, or else it's 
you don't want your last year as a coach to be like a fucking three win year where the team has to fire you in the middle of the season. You want to go out on top or at least as close to as you can. They did make the playoffs Mac Jones's rookie year. And then last year they sucked. So it's kind of like figure out your quarterback situation or you're fucked. Pat, what's up, dude? What's up, there Pat? He is. Dice football king himself, Pat. My man, Beard Eye King himself too. Beard Eye King too. Beard Eye. Actually, we were we were all really good at Beard Eye. That was a fun fucking game. Pat was uh, a very good competition for me and Kyle all weekend. He was our rival. It was fun. He was. We talked about that weekend already to start the show, but it was a fucking blast. Um, so I'm with Kyle though. I have New England as the fourth place team in the East. Uh, moving up to third, I will start. I am going with the New York Football Jets. Uh, their defense could be great. A beer die is fucking awesome, dude. I love that game. Their defense could be great. However, just watching Hard Knocks and knowing what I know about the New York Jets, their offensive line blows ass. Aaron Rodgers is 40 years old. That dude's going to be running for his life every game. I don't know if you watched Hard Knocks last night. Um, but I'm, I'm holding off watching it for another, maybe another episode or two, and then I'll watch Like I'll binge it in a couple of numbers. Okay. So, so the first on. episode of the season was embarrassing. It was horrible. It was Aaron Rodgers getting his ass sucked by everybody in the organization. And by everybody, I mean up to the head coach who just couldn't stop gushing over him about everything he does is just so amazing. And they love him so much. And I feel like the players respect him more than the coaches more than the owner, more than anybody in the fucking building, which I guess it's nice. It's one thing to respect a guy. It's another to the way they gush over him. You will literally be disgusted when you watch that first episode. And then you go to episode two where they're doing a joint practice with the Carolina Panthers. Carolina's not a very good football team. Carolina finished in the bottom five in the NFL. They are not known for anything good. And their defensive line got to Rodgers on like every fucking play to the point where it showed Rodgers bitching like, Where's the fucking protection, guys? Like, what are we doing? Like, he's just getting hit. He's like, why is this guy coming through? How is this guy getting through? And that's against the Panthers. Imagine shouldn't when they're going. Shouldn't have asked for all those receivers to go to the Jets. You should ask for some protection. 100%. You didn't need Alan Lazard. You needed David Bakhtiari is what you needed in New York. You needed some offensive line help, and he did not get that. And, um, again, no matter how many fucking weapons you give the team, because the Jets just signed Dalvin Cook the other day, no matter how many weapons you get, a running back can only do so much when the offensive line is pure trash, and that's what the Jets are working with. And it showed in yesterday's episode of Hard Knocks, and it's been well reported that Aaron Rodgers is getting fucking – their offense isn't looking great in these joint practices against the Panthers. And the Panthers were one of the worst teams in football. It's not like they're looking bad against the Eagles or the fucking uh, – what's another good defense in the NFL? I don't know, the, the Steelers or whoever. They're not looking bad against a good defense. It's against the fucking Panthers. Um so I have the Jets coming in at third place. I just think that what's going to happen is poor Rodgers is more than likely going to end up on the injured list because you can only do so much as a 40-year-old guy running for your life every week in and week out. And I think, unfortunately, an injury is going to catch up to old Mr. Rodgers that ayahuasca is not going to heal. Yeah, I agree. I have the Jets third here, too. Um, I think uh, I, I think they're going to be overhyped. I think teams are going to step up to this team. I think you're going to have football teams coming in wanting – to beat the shit out of the Jets just because of how much hype's around them this year. They're they're so, the quote unquote America's team right now. Like they're all anyone wants to talk about everywhere. If you if you're a football fan, so I agree. I think teams are going to see that and be like, "Fuck these guys!" Like that's all anyone. Yeah. Everyone thinks they're going to be so great. I'll uh, we're going to prove them wrong. Yeah, they're going to see teams stepping up to to really to really win these games against them and try harder. I, I know what I hate that, saying that, that each week it varies. Yeah. What's that? I couldn't see what he uh, said. Oh yeah, we talked about, we talked about this too. Yeah. 
And that's the other thing too, is I really think, and you'll, you'll get this when you watch, um, hard knocks. I feel like they're babying him way too fucking much because they know how upset he was in green Bay. So they're just really kissing his ass in New York. And it's, it's honestly embarrassing. Like I half jokingly told my buddies because they're jets fans. I was like, I don't think I can watch any more hard knocks this year. Like it's just an Aaron Rodgers ass kiss fest. Like it's not that great. And then last this night's episode, the I, guy who loves Aaron Rodgers, who used to love Aaron Rodgers. It's weird. I love him as a quarterback. I wanted him to win was he with, when he was with the Packers. Then he just kind of went crazy and became like a diva. And then, of course, goes to New York, who I fucking hate. I hate the Jets. And I'm kind of seeing who he is and just like, I don't know. I'm not liking it anymore. Not, li- not loving it. I, I no longer am picking Aaron Rodgers to be my MVP. Spoiler alert. Uh, those oh, years wow. are done. We're those years are tradition. done. Um, uh, but yeah, no, give me the Jets at number three here. You want me to give my number two? Uh, yeah, please. Give me the Buffalo Bills. Um, I, I was back and forth on this one, but I think Buffalo, it's going to be a challenging year for Buffalo, I think. Um, I, I think they're going to have a good year. I just, I think there's going to be some games where they're just not going to pull it off. I like Josh Allen. I think it's going to, I think he might have another decent year, but I just feel, I feel something's going to happen that's going to hold them back a little bit. It could be this, the diva. Uh, Diggs having another one of those years where he just bitches and complains about shit again. I don't know, but I don't think they're going to win the division this year. I am opposite. I have Miami number two. I have Buffalo coming in at first place. Miami lost Jalen Ramsey for more than likely going to be most of the season. And that's a huge loss to that defense. Um, I just feel like Miami is going to be really good coming out of last year. Mike McDaniel is a really good head coach. He now has another year under his belt to be even better. Um, I just don't think they're going to do enough to beat Buffalo. I think Buffalo is going to be a really good fucking team this year. I'm actually really nervous about them as a Browns fan. Um, so I like Buffalo to finish first in the East and win that division. However, I do have Miami as a wild card team, so I am giving them a playoff spot as well. Yes, I have both Buffalo and Miami making it to the playoffs as well. So out of the seven available uh, playoff spots, Kyle has one, two, three four, five. So we have two spots left. I have the same. So we both have, that means two teams are coming out of the North here. Which two are they going to be? Let's start off in the basement of the AFC North. Uh, I speak for everybody, I think. And again, this is not being a hater. This is being legit. I have Pittsburgh coming in at last place in the AFC North. Oh, I don't know. I have, yes. Fuck the Steelers. (laughs) You as well, Kyle, have them at four. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck the Steelers. All right, next up, we have third place. Kyle, who do you have as your third place team? And then, of course, that's going to mean the, net, the the last available two are making the playoffs for you. So I, I don't know where the hype's coming from. I, everywhere I see, every, 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 every person I've seen has this team winning the division or coming close second. The Baltimore Ravens, I don't see it. I have them third. I just don't see them having a very strong season. I, maybe they start off good. Maybe they go 4-1 and one to start the season off. But injuries are going to hold them back. Someone's going to get hurt, especially looking at that receiver on that team. Um, and I think uh, Jackson might get hurt too, but I think they're going to finish their division. They're not going to be second or first. Yeah, no, I agree. You have Odell Beckham Jr., who hasn't been able to stay healthy in years, um, who's now their number one wide receiver. You have J.K. Dobbins, who cannot stay healthy as a running back. You have Lamar Jackson, who also has trouble staying healthy. You On, on defense, you have... Rakia Sin was one of their big free agent signings at corner. He's hurt. You just lost Marlon Humphreys today. He had an injury yesterday, whenever it was. He's more than likely going to miss most of the year, or at least a chunk of it. He has a he had, he had surgery for his injury. So they are banged up as fuck. And 
Lamar Jackson's just not a good quarterback. I will die on that hill that that dude is overrated as fuck. He's overpaid as fuck. And I have them coming in at third place as well. So that, of course, means the Bengals and the, and the Browns are both predicted to be playoff teams per Kyle and myself. Yep. And now it's just a matter of how the cookie crumbles and where the pieces fall as they may. Kyle, go ahead. Who do you have? We're just going to we're going to go to the top. Who do you have winning the division? Because that'll obviously tell us who you have to play. I got the Bengals winning the division. I, I, I want to pick the Browns so bad to do, but the Bengals, it, barring any Joe Burrow long lengthy injury, I have them winning the division. So I have the Browns winning the division, but Homer, Homer, <laughs> with with an asterisk next to it. It's only because I don't know for sure when Joe Burrow is going to come back from this this sure. injury that he has. This could be a lingering thing. The, these types some of people, muscle. Pulls. Some people think he's out for the year. Some people think he's ready for week one. It's weird. Yeah, some people, if you, right? listen to, if you listen to Steel City Running Lights to show you how much prep they do on their show, one of the one of the hosts or members, if you will, said uh, Joe Burrow is going to miss half the season. I haven't seen that report <laughs> anywhere. Um, nor did anybody else on Steel City Renegades because they looked over and said, where the fuck did you hear that from? Hot takes. Um, But I I do think this could be an injury that that could cost Burrow like the first month of the season, and I think that's where the Browns could kind of pull away and get a little leverage because we play the Bengals week one. So if you come out week one and we're playing against their backup, whoever the fuck that is, I think it might be Brandon Allen. Is that their backup quarterback? I really don't remember. Um, Some white guy. I think. If we're playing against their backups, we have a good, obviously a much better chance of winning that game. So give me that win. That's a, a division win, B a head to head win over the Steelers and C you're starting off one to know while the Bengals or the Bengals, I'm sorry. And you're starting off one to know against the Bengals who are then zero and one. So I feel like that's where we could gain some ground. As long as we don't blow it is if we start the year off with a month of no Joe Burrow for the Bengals, if let's say the Bengals maybe go one and three or even hell zero and four, that's a fucking deep, hole to try to dig out of to win a division. I guess as a as a Cleveland fan, I'm just not trying to hype it up too much. I know we have the easiest schedule out of the division, I believe, too. I, I just uh, yeah, uh, I we just place, to, yeah. I'm just trying to not be so like gun ho and Super Bowl Super Browns. You know what I mean? So I'll stick with For the me, Bengals I, and Browns one too. I'm going in with that type of mentality of like Super Bowl or bust kind of thing, but that's not because I'm a I'm being a homer. For me, I'm doing it because it's it's make or break. This is it. If we have a bad season, Stefanski is fired. Andrew Barry is fired. Cause I mean, let's be honest. There are guys now who are critiquing all of Andrew Barry's draft picks. And they're kind of yep. pointing out that he has a lot of fucking misses, which is very true. So he's in the hot seat. Deshaun Watson, the highest paid quarterback for a minute, all guaranteed $230 million. This is it. You had your six games last year. Wasn't great. Did we go three and three? Fuck. Yeah, we did. But now it's time to win the division. Now it's time to make a run at the Super Bowl. Now it's time to win everything. This is it. It's just expectations. For me, it's not they're going to win because I love the Browns. For me, it's you're, this team is now in a position to where it's Super Bowl or bust, I think. Agreed. So the, the best way to do that, you got to make the playoffs. And if you want to be really good, and that's the other thing too, is you look at the Bengals and you go, okay, the Bengals have Joe Burrow. They're one of the better teams in the AFC. They're really good. Have the Bengals really dominated a regular season? Like, I think last year they started off like one and three, and then they started winning some games. They went on a hot streak to end the season. They don't just come in and dominate everybody. The Browns went one and one against them last year. It wasn't like it was some like ass whooping every time we face them. We can compete with this team. We can beat Joe Burrow. We have proven that. So from from my perspective as a Browns fan, I no longer look at any team as, 
well, shit, they're, they're pretty good. So we don't have a chance. I look at it now as we are level competition with just about everybody. There might be a team or two, like maybe, maybe the bills, maybe the chiefs, there might be a couple of teams in the AFC, at least maybe the Eagles. If you're going to throw in an NFC team, a couple of these teams, sure. Head to head, they might be the better team. So it's going to be a tough one to win. But if you look at these teams in our division, truthfully, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, the Browns shouldn't be afraid of any of those teams. Those are all beatable competition. I don't care what anybody says. No, I don't look at the past. I don't look at how we've played against the Steelers in the, in the past. You now have a fucking stacked offense. You have a stacked defense. You have what you hope to be your future head coach. You know, your all-time head coach going to be here a while. Your your front office is all intact. Win. It's time to win. That's That's my mentality for this season. Let's hope it plays true. I hope. We shall see. Um, and my, my thing that I wanted to talk about really quick when we got, we, we lost connection. I've got a minute or two here. I wanted to come, go back to the training camp overreactions. We're going to have to skip, unfortunately, my mystery segment, which was just going to be something uh, fun. We, we were going to do preseason pickums. We were going to pick the winners of the preseason games just for fun. Uh, I thought that uh, would have been kind of funny to do, but it is what it is. We're out of time. It happens. I don't really like preseason anyway. I don't so. either. That's why I thought it would have been funny if I just surprised you guys. And you had to look and be like, I don't know who the fuck's going to win this one. It would all <laughs> been toss ups, but it would have just been fun. Just something to kill some time if we had it. But um, thanks to Spectrum or AT&T or whoever the fuck. Uh, that is Verizon right now. Huh? That was Verizon. That was Verizon. I'll blame Verizon then. Damn it. Guy with the glasses. who used to do the Verizon can commercials. You, you don't can see you anymore. hear me now? No, that's what we I couldn't remember. Their fucking, there's too many commercials now. I can't keep up. Um, but my thing with everyone overreacting with, with training camp right now is flashback to a year ago. We had Jacoby Brissett, our starting quarterback. We knew that going into the season. Everyone and their fucking brother that I talked to said, the Browns are going to suck. Jacoby Brissett's going to be terrible. We have this bad backup quarterback as our starter. What did Jacoby Brissett go out there and do? Played his ass off. His fucking best. Yep. He played the best he's ever played in his career because he had a full off season with Kevin Stefanski. The dude was in the lead in the league for years, and he was an okay average backup quarterback that could not hold down a starting job. Came here to Cleveland, was put into the starter position because of Deshaun Watson's suspension, and uh, Kevin Stefanski got the best out of him. 2022, COVID year, Kevin Stefanski's first year in Cleveland. What did he do with Baker Mayfield? He got the fucking best out of him to where fans got pissed when you told them that Baker's not a franchise quarterback. The next year, Baker played pretty decent until he got hurt. Fans like to say that, that Baker was really good till he got hurt. He got a raw deal, whatever you want to call it. But you know why he was playing so well? Because if you take a look around, he's not he's he's not running away with that Tampa Bay job. He got cut from the fucking Panthers. He did not get kept in L.A. These other teams see what, what I saw, at least, and they don't want him. Who got the best out of him? Kevin's I really hope that he loses that starting job to Kyle Trask. I really do. I would love that, honestly. I think that'd be fucking funny. However... Back to what I was getting at, Deshaun Watson now has a full offseason with Kevin Stefanski. If anybody is going to get the best out of a quarterback, it's Stefanski. Let's fucking go. Let's go. I know. Let's hope. I'm like, this. We're ready to fucking roll. Um, really quickly, sticking with the AFC theme, we are going to quickly go over our are who we think will be the AFC MVP. These aren't real awards. The AFC Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Defense, Offense, and Coach. I will roll through my list really quick. Kyle will go through his. We'll quickly talk about it because we're getting short on time. And even though we got screwed with the internet, I still want to leave on time because I am tired. Um, my MVP. Actually, I'm going to go backwards. Coach of the Year. Because we win the division, goes back to a Mr. Kevin Stefanski. 
through all this turmoil of losing Baker, getting Deshaun Watson, the controversy, all the bullshit, the ups and downs, Jadavian Clowney last year, Odell Beckham, all the shit he's gone through. If we can win the division and come out there and win 12, 13 games, whatever the case may be, and we win that division, coach of the year, Kevin Stefanski. That's my pick. Next up, defensive rookie of the year. I am going Will Anderson, the defensive end slash outside linebacker of the Houston Texans. I think he's going to be out on the field a lot because I think the Texans are going to stink. So I think he's going to get a lot of playing time. And that's going to cause him to put up some good numbers. And I think he's an actually a really, really good player. So I'm going with Will Anderson. My offensive rookie of the year. I'm going with a tight end drafted by the Buffalo Bills in the first round, Dalton Kincaid. I think him and uh, uh, Josh Allen are going to have a strong connection. And he's going to put up some big fucking numbers. And that offense is going to be a powerhouse in Buffalo. My defensive player of the year is, of course, going to go to not homerism. I just really think in this Jim Schwartz defense, he is going to fucking eat. Miles Garrett will finally get that defensive player of the year award. And he's not only my AFC pick, spoiler alert, he is my NFL pick for defensive player of the year. Offensive player of the year, I'm going to give it to a Cleveland native, Travis Kelsey. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to give him some fucking numbers that are going to be off the charts, and he is going to win the Offensive Player of the Year award in general. Um, And my AFC MVP is a guy who I think this team is going to be a powerhouse this year. I really do. I think Josh Allen is going to step himself up one notch higher and be the best quarterback in the AFC. That's my pick. Solid. So we have a couple ones that are the same. So I'll start off like you did. I'll go with the coach, coach of the year, Stefanski. I had him too. If they do well this year, I think that Stefanski could be the coach of the year. Um, My second place, not to get into it, but I had like a, because I rolled a dice here, but they could be a surprise. I I could see the the Broncos surprising a lot of people and they give it to Peyton potentially, right? But no, I I think Stefanski for sure. Um, offensive, uh, rookie defense of the year. I will Anderson as well. I, I agree with you. He's going to get a lot of chances to get numbers out there this year. Um, he's going to light them up. I think he's going to be a hard person to stop and slow down. So get him the defensive rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year. I'm going to get the young out of Carolina. I think you know, they're going to be a, not a great team, but I think he's going to put up some good numbers. No Carolina Panthers. Oh my God. You're right. My, my bad. Well, I was small man out there. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> what Kyle- happened? Can you, even though you're at home, can you smell Tim's fart? Because that is fucking bad. Uh, hold on. Oh my god, it's so beefy. Yeah, I can smell it. Yeah, keep and talking. I'm gonna do this for a minute. Just to, just to keep it going, I'll give you the. I'll agree with you in the tight end position for offense. My bad for thinking of defense uh, for NFC. Um, no, defensive player of the year, Miles Garrett. I agree with that one. Offensive player of the year, I'm gonna go Jamar Chase. I think Jamar Chase is gonna have a big year uh, with Joey Burrow, and then my. MVP until you tell me otherwise, give it to Patrick Mahomes. I think that kid's a beast. Best quarterback in the NFL right now. I think he's gonna he's gonna win it next year. I, I wanted to go Mahomes. Obviously, that's the the smart choice. I just figured I'd throw a curveball in. Let me go Josh Allen yeah. just for shits and giggles. Sure. But I, Patrick Mahomes is a fucking stud. I mean, I'm not yeah. taking anything yeah. away from him. All right, so those are our picks. Uh we'll break those down a little bit more. Uh maybe next week or two weeks we'll have some time. Herbert's a really good pick for like a breakout player. He could definitely be a guy who takes that next step. Justin, um, can you can you smell what he ate for dinner or no or anything like that or what? I haven't even had dinner. He he ate garbage. If that's what is <laughs> that's what it smells like, it, it's bad. Um, Tim, we can move is to the, the AC, middle camera here. Is, is the AC working today? Is that is it all like a heat box in there right now? Unfortunately, it, it the AC is working, but the problem is that it's blowing that shit all over the room. So that's why I'm smelling it. Um, but with that being said, we are nearing the end of the show. So of course, we always end with just the tip. Um, really quickly for those of you still watching. 
Again, please watch on YouTube. We really appreciate that. You can find us talking about balls is our page. I've shared the link a few times. You can find it. Uh, we want to get some YouTube views to hopefully one day make this, make a little money off this, a little more. Like we have sponsors and whatnot, but I want some YouTube money. Who doesn't? Um, I want we that getting YouTube money. I want that internet money. Let me get that shit. Um, and then also, if you are still watching, we are off next week. And then starting August 30th, we are back to weekly shows. So this Maybe. is our last break. This is our, yeah, Maybe. true. We're back to weekly shows either with Redline or from my basement because I have internet down there. So we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, I want that fucking influencer money, Pat. You ain't kidding. So if you guys enjoy this, please watch us again in two weeks. We'll be back on the 30th. And again, we'll be weekly from then on out for the rest of the football season. Um, but without further ado, it is time for Just the Tip. And as always, my man Tim Buck two starts that off. So Tim, what do you got for us this week, my friend? Uh, I do have a show that I'm talking about on Sunday. Um, it's not a comedy show, but oh. of course I'll be doing comedy. Of course, um, and that is because it is another battleground. Um, there it is. So on the twentieth, uh, which is Sunday. That's a much better background, by the way. I like flyer. I like yeah. that. That looks good. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, that background moving. Wow. Yeah, that's sick. it's pretty sweet. Um, but I am the host of this show. Um, it's a performance-based uh, competition. Uh, usually it's a lot of, of artists there that was supposed to keep going and not cut off. Technical off. difficulties. <laughs> We're known for them. Uh, what's the date for that again, Tim? August 20th, um, which is Sunday. Uh, this Sunday coming up. Um, Hell yeah. $15 at the do- I'm sorry, $15 for tickets. It's $20 at the door. Um, DJ Verb, my homie. I actually uh, grew up with him in the church. He's amazing. Um uh, put on by Misha Shredder, and people are still trying to dethrone Envy um, uh, Jazzo. Envy Jazzo. Yeah, she's won the last like three, right? The last three. Damn, um, she's killing it. I mean, I know uh, the first day, the first time I seen her, she did some shit that I had never even seen before. Like she had a whole movie. You said and she was like all choreographed and had like everything down to like it was like, fucking nuts. perfect. It was nuts. That's hey, if you want to win. Step it up. That's the only way to do it. And then this next one that we were at, she brought out um strip like a stripper pole. Like so it was it was just amazing. Like seeing all the dancers, like not just because they were strippers, but the shit that they were doing on on there. They had it was like a whole thing. They had like a fire fire trucks theme, like firefighters theme. No shit. And throwing money. Like it was just amazing. I'm into that. It was amazing. It was definitely amazing. Had a water gun squirting everybody. Like it was it was it was nuts. Um and I and I will say the person that she went against actually won her song was great. And she actually almost, you know, she almost won. So it was it was dope to to see. I won't even say she almost won, but she actually got a vote. Whereas, you know, the last couple of years, uh Envy Jazzo was winning a clean like, sweep. flat out. Okay, so we got so, a little bit of competition getting yeah. there. That's a step up. That's a way to do it, though. For but sure. again, if you want to win, bring your fucking A game. And uh, just you know, to put uh, context on how good Jazzo is, there is a big show this weekend, a big, big show on the nineteenth, and she's headlining. No shit. Uh, and then she's gonna come back and do the battleground on Sunday. Has she been on your show yet? Uh, she has not been on my show yet. She's been on Pizzle's show. Okay. Um, I will hopefully get her on my show. Um, but you know, I. I Maybe even after the um, battleground, you know, if 
she has time. Huh? It would be sick. No, that'd be really cool. I was just thinking about that. Like, yeah. I think that'd be that'd be really good with your show. I think that'd be an awesome interview for you. Yeah, and she's she's like her personality is how she is on stage. Like, no shit. She's amazing for real. Hell yeah! So check that out this Sunday night. Where at again? Uh, that's gonna be at True Seafood. That's 185th. Um, on uh, in Euclid, 185th, but near Lakeshore. Um, it's gonna be a good good spot though. Definitely. Check that shit out. Support my man M. Please do. Please. Kyle. Instructions unclear, Tim. Do we have to bring a gun to this? That's one to make sure. Do we have to get a gun to get in the door? No, you that know? flyer shows you they it, you get one at the door. It's a door prize. Oh, Everybody does get one. Get a free gun. Got it. You get one as you walk in. Got it. Nice. Uh, my tip is a show that I've now seen, I think, series I've seen now twice. Um, but I'm watching the third time because it's an amazing series. Uh, it was just acquired by Netflix. Suits. Um, I did send it over to you, Tim. You got it. Yeah, perfect. That's a fat version of it, though, too. Um, but, uh, suits. <laughs> That's a widescreen <laughs> angle, yeah. Um, great show. Uh, fun fact: uh, the uh, Suits is the most acquired Netflix watch show in history. Twelve point eight million views already. It's only been on there for I think two weeks. Um, but it's a great show. If you haven't watched it, I highly, I highly recommend it. T- Harvey Specter, um, probably one of the probably top ten, top five. I've heard of it. I've Great, great show. Um, The basis of the show basically is um, the guy on the left there, Mike. He never went to Harvard. Did go to? He went to law school, got kicked out. But he has a photographic memory, so he's memorized everything in law books. He can remember any single law, whatever. He basically cons himself into getting an interview, gets into working at a law firm, and that's all she wrote. So that the entire story is based around him basically being a fraud in a law firm, a high level law firm in New York City. But it's worth checking out. So uh, Fake great show. You get a chance to watch it. Yeah, absolutely. I've heard good things. I'll check it out eventually. I uh, I actually just, ironically enough, just finished rewatching a series that I saw every episode of before, and that is going to be my tip for this week. And that is Kyle and I are both going with some old school shows. I am going to go with Workaholics, the Comedy Central classic show. Am I on the left now? Yeah. Um, it is fucking hysterical. I rewatched it. It holds up. The humor is still there. I laughed my ass off multiple times watching this thing through. It's on Paramount Plus. You can get through it. There are commercials. It sucks, whatever. But um, just a fucking hilarious show. It's so good. I forgot how funny these guys were on the show. And then to know that I I didn't even know it till recently, they have a podcast that they do together. It's called This Is Important. And it's literally Blake, Anders, uh, 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 Adam, and Carl or Kyle in real life is his name, but it's the four main characters from the workaholic show. They do a podcast together. They're best friends in real life. They're funny as fuck. Like I love these dudes. It's actually coming to Cleveland in September and tickets go on sale tomorrow. And I'm not gonna lie. I'm going to look into it because I would like to go see them do their show live. Um, but workaholic still holds up just a great show. It's, it's old, but I want you guys, if you've never seen it, check it out. If you've seen it, watch it again. Cause it's still fucking funny. Uh, and again, you can find it on Paramount plus it's great. Check it out. And that show is definitely tight butthole. All right, we ran a little over, but that's totally okay because we have no worries in the world and we can do whatever the fuck we want. But we are done, and we are back in two weeks, August 30th. We are coming back, and then... The day before my birthday. And then we're going to have the Timbuktu birthday special, which means Tim will be doing the show in his birthday suit. That is not my rule. That is station rules. If, you, if you're here on, on the week of your birthday, you have to be nude. Dave just put that into everyone's contract yesterday, in fact, specifically for Tim's birthday. So he will be here in the buff. But you guys only see him from the shoulder up, so it's it's really more entertainment for us. Either way, 
Uh, we'll be back on the 30th. We'll be back to doing weekly shows, get you ready for the season. Um, you know, on, on the, whatever the date is, the 7th or whatever the fuck that Wednesday is going to be before the season starts. We're going to have our start of the season picks. We're going to do all that fun shit, break down our final award predictions. It's going to be awesome. Don't want to miss it. So check us out in two weeks. Um, August 30th, we're going to do the NFC preview show and much, much more. And we'll talk to you then on behalf of Talking About Balls. You're fucking out. Bye, everybody. Thanks for watching.